right. Uh, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. You know, it's so much more fun to do these shows on like days where the Orioles just swept the Mets and there was a big celebration on a Saturday night. There's this weird bit that people do in um, in this business where somebody says, well, I bet you enjoy it more when the team loses. And I'm like, no, not even remotely. Do you not understand how this works? It's not nearly the engagement, the excitement is so much more significant when the team is winning than when they're losing. It's the exact opposite of that. Everybody is um, the belief that the, like when it bleeds, it reads. I, I, when the team wins, when things are going well, people are invested and involved, and they want to hear the content, and they want to talk about it, and they want to... And then there's days like today where the team is winning. And that's what we should be talking about. And we're going to, I promise. We're not going to ignore the team winning. That's not going to happen. That's going to come up. And yet, all anybody wants to talk about is not that. So we're going to get right into it. We're going to do something fun later. Uh, we're going to send Carson out with the shirt off the... the Boy, that young lady walking by. I bet she feels yeah, disappointed. I, she this might work out well for me. She could have gotten the show, right? Like, yeah, maybe you could have had a conversation. Done show. <laughs> um, we're gonna send. We're, I just want to wait and separate that because we'll get this. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this is gonna be the all that we say about the topic because it'll almost certainly come back up. But we had guests scheduled for the first hour of the show today, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about the Orioles, who are in first place, have the best record in the American League. But clearly we can't avoid the topic at hand, which is, of course, um, the Kevin Brown situation as it unfolded over the last 24 hours. Now, I spent the better part of the day, I kept saying to myself, there's got to be something else. There has to be something else here. This can't be it. And I spent the better part of the day trying to poke around and find out more. I was passed along some small tidbits. Nothing that would say significantly that Obviously, nothing that suggested that what had been reported is not true. That Before I even had the chance to... You know what was funny about yesterday? And I said this to two people. Before I even had the chance to like soak in what was being stated on the internet, I had two different sources reach out to me without me asking them to tell me, by the way, that thing that's going around is 100% true. Mm. I didn't even have the opportunity to start doing my work on it before people started reaching out to me. Which certainly states that this has been percolating for some time. So then I said, all right, I need a minute. I need to, this is crazy. I need a minute. I need to to try to find out if there's anything more to this story. And I have heard some little things, nothing that's significantly different, than what's been reported by The Athletic or Awful Announcing or other places. I heard there may have been one other issue with something that was said at some point that was largely also innocuous, so I'm not going to choose. Also, I can't corroborate it because I wasn't able to go back and find exactly that moment. I had been told there was something else and that maybe that, you know, compile a couple of things and that creates a problem. But none of it is justifiable. I get it, what we're doing, and I understand it. And I've I've been in a weird place over the last twenty four hours, right? Because I'm in this place where I, I like we, I started seeing people yesterday. Can't wait to hear Glenn's rant about this. Can't wait to hear him lose his mind. And maybe if you had gotten me at a certain point yesterday, you would have gotten that part of it. 
Today, I'm going to default more to what it is that I said. Remember last year, you weren't with us at that point. Griffin, were you with us when we did the, um, when I, when Reed and I had Adam Jones on the show? Oh, that was. I think that might have been right before you joined yeah, this program. I think was... Paul was still with us okay. at that point. Um, so if, if for those of you that remember last year, the first time that Reed and I did a show on 105.7, we decided we wanted to kind of stack the lineup, right? Like, let's, let's get the mayor. Let's, let's call people that we know. And let's have a star-studded first lineup. And, of course, as everybody knows in this community, there's no one better to put on when you want somebody to talk than Adam Jones. He's the best. And so we reached out, and, of course, he was happy to come on. And, you know, you know, guys know about the affinity that I have for Adam. And literally right before Adam was scheduled to come on with us, a friend of mine who works in Vegas sent me a message and said, you know, this is going to be weird, but, like, Adam was just wandering around Friday night. And we inv- we saw him at the casino, invited him to come in and sit in with us, and he mentioned to us that like he has no connection with the Orioles, and I was like, well, that's weird, but it's out there, and like he sent me the clip, and I said, let's, I want to, I want to bring it up, and Adam unloaded, like unloaded, and it was a major news story, and everybody started picking it up, and you know the Sun had to write about it, and I was here, and my response was. I'm going to let you guys scream about whose fault it is and who deserves the most blame and all of those things. And all I'm going to say is fix it. Fix it. And maybe this is me, the dad, right? Like maybe this is me. I'll, I'll give you an anecdote. My kids were here with us yesterday. They were for the most part. They were fine. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, for the most part. There are moments where all of a sudden I hear one of my kids crying, screaming, whatever it is, and the other one, all he wants to do is, wasn't me. Shaggy, right? Like, wasn't me. And I'm desperately trying to teach them. I'm not, this isn't about assigning blame. I, I try to, unfortunately, I tried to teach this to some young people that I work with from time to time, not looking at anybody in particular. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Carson, exactly right. That's the one. I'm not, this isn't about assigning blame. I don't live in a, when I was young, that mattered to me. I'm a problem solver now. We all got a function. Don't avoid giving me the bad news. I need to know the bad news. The problem is when you don't tell me the bad news. In that moment, I need to figure out what happened. I don't care about assigning blame. Is something wrong? Does one of my kids have to go to the hospital? I need to figure that out. And if you guys were wrestling and one of you, you know, accidentally elbowed the other one saying, but wasn't my fault and not doing anything about it and just sitting there, it doesn't help me. I need you to be proactive. Check on your brother. Figure out if he's okay. Come get me if there's, that's what I need you to do. And that's the way that I approach things now. I am a problem solver. Let's fix this. Let's figure this out. And that's where I am today. Look, if today is the day where you've said, they need to sell the team. I get it. I, I understand how you feel. I do. I understand where you're coming from. And I'm not even going to tell you that, like, I don't know if I would say I inherently disagree with you. I think a lot of us have thought about like, you know, leadership and things like that and said, I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there could be other leadership. 
think a lot of people over the years have said maybe there could be people that had some more money to spend and were willing to. But of course, how'd that work for the Mets, by the way? How's that going? Where you bring in the owner with all the money and he just throws money at the problem it doesn't get solved. Right now, the, the baseball pro- part of it is working. So I kind of don't want to mess with that. Although, again, I would like them to extend their players and fortify with some more pitching when they get the opportunity. I make, I'm not saying I don't want them to spend money. But I do like what they've been doing. I am in favor of that from a baseball standpoint. I think they've done quite well. If that's where you're at today, that's where you're at. And I understand your feelings. I do. I completely understand it. My point is, I don't think that's going to happen. So how do we fix this? How do we solve this problem? How do we say, we might have screwed this one up? Whoever it is. Whether it's John Angelos, whether it's other leadership from Masson or from the Orioles, whoever. Whether there is, as innocuous as everything that we've seen from Kevin Brown, was there a point where he was told, hey, look, this is the way we want something presented. Please don't present it in a different way. Now, that doesn't justify suspending him. Of course, the Orioles have said they didn't suspend him. That's weird. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. and I, It's a whole different thing. But let's just fix this. Let's fix it. Today. Let's, let's make sure that this doesn't percolate. That this doesn't overwhelm the story of what the Baltimore Orioles have done. And what they are doing. Mistakes happen. What happened when this looked, this looked terrible with Adam Jones a year ago? Awful. Atrocious. What happened? They fixed it. They created a relationship. They made a connection. They figured it out. Hey, let's all get together. We're all very smart people. We can figure out that we should want to have Adam Jones in the fold here. And if he's bothered by something, let's do whatever we need to do in order to repair and and patch that up. Let's fix this today. Or, you know, quite quickly. So that this doesn't have to overshadow anything that's going on. It's not fair to the team that's on the field. It's not fair to the fan base. It's not fair to anybody involved. That this is the predominant topic of the day. It's certainly... Look, it's not fair to Kevin Brown. Now again, if there's more complicated circumstances I can't speak to, I always have to be careful about that. And I, I tried poking around, and I get it. Some people can't comment on things. Some people can. So I did my best to try to poke around with people that would know. And I have no reason to think that, you know, Kevin Brown is a particularly insubordinate employee, right? Like, I, I don't have anything about that. But I don't know everything, right? Like, got to hold my hands up in the air. Not wearing Orioles gear. Uh, I, I, that doesn't, by the way, of all the things that people were bothered by yesterday, like, you work for the Orioles, I, I said this, Rock Kabako got mad at us when we started. When you go to work for Masson, you're working for a network that's owned by the team. You can try to create a scenario where you say, I don't directly work for the team, but let's not kid ourselves. You work for the team. Do you know what I wear when I go do a game at Loyola? A Loyola shirt. Yeah. When I worked for World Lacrosse doing the championships last summer, 
I wore a world lacrosse polo. Although, in fairness, when they told me they wanted me, when I was doing a game from the stadium, in the middle of the summer, outdoors, they asked me to wear a suit and tie. And that sounded insane. But you know what I did? I wore a suit and tie. Because that's the way this works. When your employer says, this is what we want you to wear, you say, okay. They set the terms of the employment. So of all of the things that people were worked up about yesterday, I can't fathom being worked up about the idea that the team has said, we want you to wear team gear. Now, it's a bit weird that like on whatever day someone wasn't wearing team gear, they didn't just say, hey, remember we told you we needed you to wear team gear. Let me go find you a polo shirt and we'll be fine here. Like I, That's weird. I don't know what that's all about. But that's of all of the things yesterday, like I can't fathom anybody thinking that one is an issue. That's the way these things work. That's standard operating procedure. Like when you work for somebody and publicly and like you're on camera and they say this is what this is what you're going to wear when you do it, then you say, okay, or you don't do the job. I mean, it's pretty simple. I I, I don't know. I, I, I that one really kind of I'm not trying to defend too much because it was nothing. There's not a lot of defensible stuff there. But that one, look, the thing where you're not allowed to say the names of former players, that's there's no way of getting around that. That's nutty. That's that's insane. That's I can't defend it. I, I can't for the life of me defend that. Stop. I can't. That is some weird, weird ass. And... Come on, man. To try to pretend like certain parts of your history didn't exist just because you don't want to remind people that, like, that person left or you didn't pay or whatever it is. I can't. I can't for the life of me defend that. And there's no defending the treatment of Kevin Brown, who's an outstanding broadcaster. And, you know, we all know. We all know. And I hope that Kevin Brown, you know, when when he does return, and allegedly that's going to be soon, I hope this doesn't impact his relationship with the city and the team. And I, I hope everybody is capable of making this right to the greatest extent that they possibly can. And that's that's where I am. The team's going to play a game tonight. They're going to play another game tomorrow. The Angelos family is going to own the Baltimore Orioles. They've kind of made it abundantly clear they're not selling. I, Whatever you feel about that, you feel about that. I get it. I, I told you already. I get it. I understand. Fix it. Fix this. If you thought you were well-intentioned, if you thought that you were trying to do the right thing, Whatever this is, you wanted to protect the image of the team, you wanted to protect the image of your leadership, whatever it was, if you thought that you were doing the right thing, be willing to listen to a lot of people that are telling you, this ain't it, chief. Don't insulate yourself and say, well, nobody else's opinions matter. Remember, every time we talk about um, an issue like, remember the thing from a couple weeks ago that I got uh, hot and bothered about with the uh, the Titans wearing the Oilers uniforms? And I said, this is, this is shameful. This is embarrassing. And I would hear from people on Twitter, well, you know, they have the right to do it. That's the way, it, 
having the right to do something doesn't make it right. It doesn't work that way. And you got to be willing to listen to the community that you're trying to serve. And as I keep saying, the Orioles do any number of things right. The kids cheer free thing is great. I've said it a million times. Tremendous idea. They had a wonderful ceremony on Saturday night. The Orioles do lots of things well. And they have certainly done things to repair what has been a horrible relationship between city and franchise. And maybe, in their minds, they think they're doing the right thing to present the right image of the baseball team, of leadership, of whatever it is. But you're hearing quite loudly that's not what the the community that you serve wants. That's not what they're looking for. Meet us there. Recognize it. Be willing to say, hey, we thought this was the right thing, but we'll listen to you. We'll understand what it is that you're saying. Let's try to do this together. And you can roll your eyes and say, Glenn, that's hopeless. It's not going to happen. Maybe you're right. But let's, let's talk about it. Screaming and yelling and blaming and calling names and all of that sort of stuff. I, it, it makes you feel better. Do it. But I don't think it's going to change anything. Whereas encouraging improvement, for me, I'll at least hope. Hope. And I have empirical evidence. I said that correctly, empirical? I have, what, I have evidence. Yeah. A year ago, there was a problem, a significant problem that the community was freaking out about. And we now know a year later, it's fixed. Adam Jones is so welcome here now that he just shows up unannounced on a broadcast on Friday night. That's a good thing. I want that. I want it to be that Adam Jones could pop up at any moment and have any role and be involved in any way, in any capacity. That's a good thing. Let's do that. Let's, let's make sure that that continues moving forward and that it's the same way for other great players in Orioles history. Let's make sure that that's the relationship that the Orioles share with the people that matter to this fan base. Let's continue to do that. That's a, that's a good thing. And it's a good story of something that was broken and was a problem and was fixed. So let's fix this. Quickly. And not distract from the best feeling we've had as baseball fans in a very long time. Let's get it fixed. However we got here, whatever mistakes were made, let's fix it. And the reason why I'm willing to say this is because I have evidence that it can be. Because a year ago, it was. It was fixed. Whatever calmer, cooler, whatever word you want to use, heads prevailed. Smart people got together and said, let's prioritize this. So let's do it again.
And if we do, then we don't have to talk about this anymore. And if we don't, then we'll revisit the topic. I'm not trying to make this go away. I'm not trying to pretend like it's, I'm not doing any of those things. This is me, problem solver. This is who I am these days. I want it fixed. And I'm going to hope that that'll prove to be the case. And if it's not, we'll go from there. We'll have that conversation then. All right? I'm not putting it away. I'm just putting a cork in it for the moment because we're going to talk about the team. I don't know if you heard. They're pretty good. Carson, are you going to start your... Yeah, I'm going to go right, I'm Go ahead out. I'll explain in a little bit what's going on today because Carson, this was also planned ahead of time. And yeah, this is like predetermined yeah, by yeah, for yeah, a while. Way to, way to go. Way to go, Carson, not coming in last week. Had nothing. Last week would have been great, Carson. See, young people. Got to deal with them sometimes. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right. Uh, I apologize to this man who's been waiting on hold. He is. Uh, I really enjoyed the first conversation we had with him. I think everybody loves his work on social media. Um, you know him as the Pitching Ninja. He is Rob Friedman, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Rob, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. My pleasure. I was enjoying the rant. Man, it's a tough day, right? <laughs> like the base, it is. I know it. The baseball team's really good. We're having the most exciting season we've ever had, and then <sighs> womp, womp. So I'm going to do my best to touch on both things today. and not pre- like I don't want to pretend like the baseball team isn't still really exciting um, and isn't still the team with the best record in the American League. Um, I, when we reached out last week, I was trying to get answers, right? Like we, I think we reached out before Jack Flaherty had made his first start in Baltimore. Because I, I think the reaction that we had when the Orioles traded for Jack Flaherty was, well, we know that Jack Flaherty's been really good, and we just know that he hasn't been really good recently, necessarily. So we've now seen a start, and I know you did some videos about that start. Can you take me through anything that you might know about the difference between really good? I mean, there were in 2019, it was dominant. It was overwhelming, Jack Flaherty. And maybe the guy that we saw earlier this year and what it might take for the Orioles to get more of the guy that they saw in his first start. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all comes down to those nagging injuries. You know, fighting through that, it's always tough to get back to where you were. He was dominant, like, you know, arguably the best pitcher at that point, at least in the second half of that season. Um, but I'm glad I waited to come on because I thought he looked really good. He did. He did look really good. What, what, what did you see? What, what was it that was working for Jack Flaherty? I thought his fastball looked a little better, and his curveball has been really good this year. I think it's, it's almost a pitch he can throw more. He's getting a ton of whiffs on it. And, you know, the theory in baseball is you throw your best pitches more often and you have good results. He still throws that about, a, you know, it's, it's his third most thrown pitch. He could move that up, move usage of that up even more. And uh, if he does, who knows? He could be back to that prime Jack Flaherty, which would be fantastic. For the how, how do you measure, right, knowing what you know about pitching and, and being the, the pitching guru, the analyst, the coach that you've been, how do you, when you hear people talk about, hey, if, if the guy just gets into different circumstances and maybe has different players behind him and enters into a playoff race, then that can give him a bit of a jolt. I, there's nothing scientific about that, right? Like, that doesn't... I don't know when that was being said last week, how does that actually change someone's velocity, for example, and get their velocity up? What do you make of 
these things that can't be measured versus like the scientific things that we know that this year when his velocity has been down, he hasn't been quite as good of a pitcher. Yeah, that's a great question because there's, there's no real science to it. Sometimes, sometimes teams see something that the current team doesn't. They say, you know what, if he threw this pitch more often or located it differently, we may have a totally different pitcher. And they change the pitch mix as soon as the pitcher comes on board and things just take off. Other times it is a change of scenery, more like the pitcher wants to prove himself. You know, he's a competitor, wants to get out there in the middle of a playoff race versus you know, not being in a competitive, on a competitive team. It brings out the best in somebody, and that's a looser thing. Like You really have to examine that person's psychology. I do think Jack Flaherty is a competitor. He likes to be in a pennant race, as in most pitchers. But it, you know, it wouldn't surprise me to see him just focus a little more during games and, and have better results. Sometimes it's a matter of that. You know, it's not, not like he was doing anything wrong before, but being, you know you, every pitch matters when you're in a pennant race, and everything's about pitch by pitch, taking it as a pitcher, pitch by pitch, and it may help him focus more. Um, he is Rob Freeman, the pitching ninja, and he is with us here on GCR. We're talking about Jack Flaherty. We'll cover a couple other topics. I, I guess you know when when you speak of velocity in in toll, I think there we bring up the injuries that Jack Flaherty has gone through, and do, do you have a sense for how those injuries that he went through over the last couple of years might impact his ability to keep that velocity up? Um, you know, I don't think that, I, I think it's a matter of thinking everything up at this point. I don't know that he's hurting particularly right now, but sometimes just being derailed, the pitcher ends up compensating some, throwing a tiny bit differently that even they can't notice. But it's almost like a hitting slump. You get into a pitching slump just because you're trying to overcompensate. And things may just, you know, who knows? The Orioles may have something that says, hey, you, you did this back in the day. Now you're doing something different. Can, let's try to get you back to that. I don't know that that's true, but some teams do do that with uh, – you know, just looking at biomechanical stuff. The um, it's interesting, Rob, because I feel like when when the Orioles traded for Jack Flaherty, there was a group of fans who said, "Hey, you know, they've got the special sauce, right? Like we got to give Chris Holt credit, and we got to recognize what he's done with other guys. The Orioles might just have something cooking right now with their pitchers um, that they can get the best out of someone and." Early on in the year, we pointed at Yanir Cano and said, like, my God, isn't this the definitive proof? Now, clearly that's come back to earth a little bit since then. But is there something to what the Orioles are doing? Can we believe that they might have a system or some sort of special sauce that they can get something out of a pitcher that someone else might not be able to? It's certainly not impossible. You're right. They did do that with, with you know, some pitchers that they, Yanir Cano was a great example. And he's still, you know... Uh, whole lot better than he was. Um, it, yeah, it's certainly not impossible. That's the case. That's, that's, they have a track record of, record of doing it. I just don't know for sure. Because, yeah. you know, Flaherty has been at the top, and it wasn't like you can see glaring things. It was really fastball velocity and command that were two things that jump out. You know, his command's always been, you know, and this is one thing as a fan you're going to have to deal with, is a lot of times his command could, you know, leave him at times, and that, that's, you know, when he gets in trouble. All right, so I brought up Cano. Can you figure out what's going on with Cano? I mean, I don't want to pretend like it's completely fallen off and he's utterly ineffective or anything like that, but and we right. all kind of knew that he was not going to like, you know, post a 0-0 <laughs> ERA all season. Like we knew 
that like when he had, was at his best, that was not a fair way to judge him. But he has definitely looked human. A lot has been made of the arm slots. Have have you noticed anything in particular when it comes to Yanir Cano that might explain why? Is it just maybe the league catching up to him a little bit and like, hey, the more we saw of him, the more we figured him out. Yeah, that that that's my instinct. Is the more you see of somebody, the more you figure it out. And nobody dominates the league consistently. Um, you know, it, very few pitchers do. Felix Bautista might, but you have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, it's it, it's tough. And I think hitters then, you know, you start knowing everything's going to go down and and move arm side. You maybe need to throw some more stuff glove side to keep hitters honest. But pitchers make adjustments. I mean, I saw that with with Senga this year. He made adjustments for the for the Mets. Because um, hitters were laying off the ghost fork, and then he started throwing fastballs in those counts. It's just a matter of mixing things up because it's a cat and mouse game. And I think hitters have, you know, teams have figured out what Cano is going to do to them and plan for it. What do you? What have you seen? And what have you made of Grayson Rodriguez in his return? Because I in moments, right? Stuff. Like he, he looks like it's hard to not get carried away a little bit about like oh this is the guy this was the one you were telling everybody about oh we get it now this is the guy (laughs) um if if orioles fans say this is the guy i would not blame them one bit because i think he is too um i thought he was when he was struggling honestly to me young pitchers struggle with command that happens i look for stuff and i saw rodriguez i was like guys be patient this guy is going to be a stud and then he comes back, and all of a sudden, you know, the velo throwing like one on one with ridiculous stuff. Like you should be going. Everybody should be buying gray rod jerseys. Just go all like he's the man. He's oh, going to be great. Oh man, it's hard to not get. It's hard to not get. Love carried, that guy, right? Like it's hard. Did that start against uh, Garrett Cole a couple weeks ago? I'm telling you, I had the 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 hairs on my arm were standing up watching that start because it made me believe, oh, this is the guy. We we haven't had this guy in Baltimore since Mike Messina, Rob. Like, we have not had this in a very long time. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because obviously he's still got to prove that that's going to be the case moving forward. But that guy we saw on that Friday night, I was, I was willing to, you know, put my house on the line to bet on that guy. That's how excited I was about it. Um, uh, I, I don't blame you at all. Like again, he is—he's a guy that I drop everything every time he pitches, and just like just incredible stuff. I love that, uh, Rob. I wondered—you know—one of the other issues that you know we're talking about right now in Baltimore is innings limits, right? Um, Tyler Wells was sent back down because it looked like he was kind of hitting a wall. Kyle Bradish has now hit his career high for innings and has been this team's best starter. But you know, in the last. Two of the last three starts have been kind of shaky after what had been utter dominance. I think he was leading the league in stuff plus for a little while before that. Um, we're going to see it be an issue for Dean Kramer. Grayson Rodriguez, we have to talk about it. But what do you make, and, and what's the sense that you've gotten in talking to people about you know the concept of innings limits, of how far you can push someone, of when you have to start thinking about slowing someone down, particularly as a team that's planning on being in the postseason – and it's going to need at least some combination of these guys to be available to you when you get there. Right. I mean, you definitely need to have pitchers that are available to pitch in order to go far. And this is the, this is the art of being a pitching coach and managing a, a roster is there are some guys that maybe they can push through it. Other guys, you know, it's going to be an issue. And then sometimes you don't want to mortgage the future just for the current, but same token, you know, you're in a, you're in a pennant race push and 
it's 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 tough because you have to think about the trade-offs. Um, I would take it pitcher by pitcher, seeing where they are, and seeing who is you know maybe going hitting that wall, giving them a little break, a little breather to mm-hmm. to, to gather themselves, and then you know, bringing them back. And that might be what we learned. They're not going to, they didn't come out and say that's, but like, I think maybe from the Tyler Wells thing, that's what we learned the plan is, right? Like we're not shutting them down. We're just easing them back, sending them down for a little bit and have them, they only let them pitch 50 pitches um, last time out. And then maybe when the next guy they feel like has hit the wall, they put Tyler Wells back in the rotation for a little bit and they continue to kind of rotate out and, you know, pick whichever five guys they don't feel like are at a wall at that point and go that way the rest of the season. I don't know that that works, but I do like it better than the idea of just simply shutting someone down in September. Like, that, to me, is the very difficult part. Oh, especially when you're in a pennant race. Again, this doesn't happen all the time. So, And and if you ask the pitcher, they're going to want to go out there. Nobody's going to say, yeah, you know what, I'm tired, I'm not going to do it. So there has to be somebody to sit there and just manage it and really look at what's best for the team and what's best for the pitcher over the long run. Erring on the side, though, of being competitive down the stretch. Like, you have to do this because you don't get these opportunities that much and you want to win a championship. All right. Um, what uh, what can we plug for you, Rob? I, I mean, like I said, what can we plug for you? Everybody knows who you are. Everybody watches all of your videos. It's not like, what, what all can we plug for you? I have no idea. Head over to PitchingNinja.com and buy some Pitching Ninja gear. Why not? But, uh, yeah, I don't – again, I I just do this because I love it. and I don't have to plug anything. Well, we love your content. Obviously, Pitching Ninja on the uh, website formerly known as Twitter is how you follow him. And <laughs> just search Pitching Ninja. You're going to find his YouTube. You're going to find everything. And PitchingNinja.com is the website. Rob, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for hopping on with us, spending some time. We'd love to do it again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja, with us here on GCR. All right. What a weird day. What a weird, weird show we do. How do you explain this to somebody? Can you, wanna, can you call him real quick? Just spend a couple minutes. We'll talk about it. Then we'll take a break. And This is the most... Did you did you see when he first went out there? There was a big gust of wind. Was there really? Yes, it knocked uh, his chair over. I felt really bad. Oh, that's <laughs> funny, actually. I can't, I can't see the entire... I can't see his, his whole get-up. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> Imagine, by the way, I always forget. As remember, we had the uh, speedo situation last week. That there's a daycare right across the street. I don't yeah. think we're, I don't think anything about this is problematic. Right? No, we're not going to get so. in trouble for that. Yeah. Carson is currently sitting. If you're not with us on YouTube or Facebook there today, I would encourage you to um, get on YouTube or Facebook today because you would see on the third camera uh, our guy Carson Weekly is currently sitting right outside of our window, shirt off. Uh, lounging in a chair, he's got a. F- it doesn't look like a fruity drink. It just looks like a drink with an umbrella. That's not, why I thought you were gonna have a fruity drink today, Carson. No, uh, I'm. It's just water today. I'm sure I don't want to do a sugary drink. Just today. water today. It's, it's ten a.m. It's, it's ten a.m. You know. For God's sakes. <laughs> so he's got an umbrella in it though, as he's holding up to show you right now. He's got an umbrella in his drink. Um, he is lounging. I did kind of hope that you were gonna bring one of those fans, in order to add to yeah, it. Yeah, I. Or some cucumbers or something. Yeah, that would have been great. But this is okay. I like this a lot. Has anybody passed by yet? Uh, thankfully, no. Okay. But I, I'm, it's going to happen at some I point. I am looking this is for... right around lunchtime. I want you... It, it, here's the deal, because we're going to call you again at the top of the 11 a.m. hour. I need you to try okay. to remember the interactions that you have with anyone who passes by. In fact... Okay. You know what I'm really... 
Uh, you know what I'm really concerned about is, for those that don't know, outside uh, this window that's to my left, I think there's like a preschool. Yeah, there or is. There is, right? Uh, if that becomes a problem, <laughs> we'll deal with it. Um, I don't think anything you're doing is terribly problematic. It's just. I mean, he's just drinking water. He's sitting outside drinking water. Do you think water. this the preschool is going to be bothered by a shirtless guy outside the window? Like, no, I just I think I might this, blind them without. I'm, hang on, I'm talking to John Colson. He's teachers, a, teachers are actually kind of happy. Oh, they seem. Oh, well, I mean, he's he's an attractive young man. Why wouldn't they be happy? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't want to do the speedo bit last week. I thought that was too much for there being a preschool right there. But With this, well, right? But this doesn't <laughs> seem. I think this is okay, right? All right, we're in agreement. Oh, this, this is this is great. This That's is okay. Great. I need you. I would like for you if somebody does, if they walk by and they don't say anything, I'd almost like, what can we have him ask them in order to start a conversation with somebody who's working? <laughs> you say, okay, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing like, I would, right here, John, get on the microphone. We yeah. do, we do, we're doing a show here. Well, <laughs> get on the mic. What a weird day this is. Just a bizarro day. All right, so. Careful what you say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from John Cole, are you going to suspend me? Is <laughs> no. that what's going to go on? Here? <laughs> no, I'm not. All right, so here's what I want to know: what what should we have when somebody walks by if they don't engage with it him? It needs to be a sports question. It needs to be just a or completely. Just, okay, know, that's a good idea, Carson. If somebody walks by and doesn't say anything to you, I want you as they're walking past you to say, "Hey, excuse me, do you know who's pitching for the Orioles tonight?" Okay. All right. All right. I, All right. I can do that. And if they they don't, I want you to be I want you to be almost ridiculous about it. All right. What? I want you to I want you can to you say. What? Hang on. I want you to say like, do you think it's Messina's turn? <laughs> do you think? Okay. I want, I want you All to try right. to engage in a conversation that way. All right. Okay. And practice right. it because if it happens when we call you the next time, if somebody walks by, I want to get a live version of this interaction. And is there any chance that he could record it if it's okay? All right, Um, I I can do that. Maybe, maybe. All right, all right. That to me. Well, we have no guests in the the second hour of the show, so we're gonna have plenty of time for this. I'm just afraid you're gonna miss gold. You're gonna miss. Well, Griffin can watch this and see what's going on. You're gonna miss Radio Gold. All right, all right. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Uh, I think you're doing the Lord. So actually, I guess we should explain to people what we are doing. Yeah, I guess myself. I guess so. So you want to hit the open real quick, Griffin? We gotta try to get a break before our next guest if possible. But go ahead, hit the open. Yeah. He's a hack, man. Yeah, he's hacking life. It's Carson. He's a hack. He's a hack. Carson's a Hack is brought to you this week by Superbook, where they are offering you a first bet match, win or lose, up to $250, which is ridiculous. You can win your bet, make a ton of money, and still get $250 worth of free bets. Or worst case scenario, you lose and you get $250 worth of free bets to go ahead and win anyway. It's pretty ridiculous they're offering. I don't think it's smart, but that's not my call. They decided to make this decision, and they decided to partner with us and you got to use the code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K, GlennClark23, in order to take advantage of this. So, Carson, please to be explaining what today's life hack is and why you were sitting shirtless outside the window. All right. Uh, so, this side of me with, with, that I got the drink on right now uh-huh. is a mixture of sunscreen and beer. Uh-huh. And this side of me is just sunscreen. And we're going to see... Which side gets tanner? So the guy, the goal yes. is that you are going. You're supposed to have a nicer tan on the side with the beer. Yes. yes. Do you think there's any chance that this hack actually works? Uh, uh, 
No, I think, I'm well, way more I concerned about being sued for some sort of future pale, skincare. So I, I think that's we're going to notice, like, if I get... Uh, I think I'm going to get a little bit of a tan. You, I pick up a tan. Oh, do you naturally... How do you typically yeah. tan? Do you tan well? How do I typically tan? Yeah. Yeah, I tan pretty well. Okay. I burn on the shoulders a little bit, like, first time I go to the beach, but... Oh, we got, we got somebody coming well, by you, now. What's yeah. that? Oh, oh somebody yeah. coming by? Yeah. Okay, could you... Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a cute. No, no, it isn't. It's a little fruit. Is it not a thing, <laughs> he actually did that pretty well, though. Can, can we, he did can that we pretty change well. the question? I just had a thought. What do you want? What do you well, want? Well, this is brought to you by Superbook. Yes. Can we ask him what the what either what the over under is on tonight's Orioles game? Oh, do you know what the line or, is for tonight's game? Yeah. What's yeah, that's it? not bad. Carson, next okay. one. Ask. Do you know what the line is for tonight's game? I was thinking about betting it on Superbook. But, or, or tonight's Superbook line is. Well, don't. Well, it, whatever. Yeah. I yeah gotcha, you could gotcha. say, say say okay. say. Over underline. Tell okay. him. To, tell no him problem. to look in Thank here. You. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> he, said he, he said he doesn't live here. <laughs> uh, that's that's fair. That's fair. Right. Makes sense. All right. All right. Here's the deal. Just keep that up. Let us know if you have a good interaction because we got another guest to get to, and we're gonna check back okay. in with you at the top of the 11 a.m. hour. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be on here. I got Frank Sinatra on. I'm, I'm having a great time. It's a good day. This is <laughs> this is what his internship is, by the way, is sitting out shirtless, you know, enjoying a beverage and listening to Frank Sinatra. That's how he's spending yeah, his If they ask me when I get back to school, if my advisor asks me how it went, I'm just going to leave this part out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Carson. Well done. That's our buddy Carson. Okay, no Weekly problem, out there. Carson's a hack. This is this is the show that we do. By the way, I've never been more proud. Right. This is what a <laughs> dumb dumb show we do. All right, this uh, is so much better than having people eat gross things in the studio, which I frankly would just like to end forever. Oh, what is wrong? That? With it's that. a personal yeah. thing. I just hate yeah, it. Right, right. I hate it. When we come back in, we'll preview the Astros. They get to town tonight. Maybe an ALCS preview. Their play-by-play voice, Todd Callis, joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Hike to new heights. The best view is yours in Washington County. Our iconic scenic overlooks provide some of the most breathtaking vistas in the mid-Atlantic. Some are very easy walks, some can be driven to, and some are the payoff for a moderate to difficult hike. All are near quaint small towns that offer great dining, shopping, hiking gear, and more. Explore our five national parks for iconic vistas and wineries with breathtaking views. Visit our quaint historic towns and make your stay unforgettable. Learn more at visithagerstown.com. Maryland, be open. Soak up summertime fun in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards. Pick crabs by the waterfront. Beat the heat inside a world-class museum and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two N's in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook sports and that promo code glenn clark 23 visit superbook.com for terms and conditions gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER i'm michael jan grandy president of aj michaels your carrier energy expert for 44 years save money energy and make your home more comfortable and virus free find us at ajmichaels.com that's ajmichaels.com 
Maryland drivers. Did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an Easy Pass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at driveezmd.com. We'll keep you moving. It's a Maryland thing. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food, check. Quality of service, check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out pressboxonline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Tuesday edition of the program. Orioles set to open a series against the Astros tonight as we were just talking to uh, Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja. Grayson Rodriguez on the mound for the opener this evening. Framber Valdez trying to back up a no-hitter tonight. So decent, tasty little pitching matchup for the series opener. Uh, between the Orioles and the Astros. Joining us now as we preview the series, play-by-play voice of the Houston Astros, he is Mr. Todd Callis, and he's back with us on GCR. Todd, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Hey, no problem, Glenn. How's it going? Uh, everything is good. Well, it, most everything is going well. As you know, it's an awkward 24 hours in Baltimore. Um, uh, I... I if I could, before we get to the series, I, there's a couple things I wanted to cover with you. First of all, this is totally selfish. I, I, I'm a father. I got two kids now. I got to tell you, man, because I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. I saw the video of you in Philadelphia in the World Series dancing along to the video of your dad singing. And I'm telling you, I don't know you that well. I never knew your dad. I don't care about Philadelphia. I don't care about Houston. I cried watching that video. It's one of the most special things I've ever seen. And I've been meaning to tell you, I'm so glad that you were willing to share that moment because I know a lot of people, like, it's vulnerable, it's a whole thing. I'm so grateful because without any connection at all, it was something that I will think about for a long time. That's just, I know that's editorializing, but I wanted to tell you that. No, I I really appreciate it. And you're right. I did struggle with the fact that I, I should post it or not. My wife finally convinced me. She said, people need to see this. Uh, her friend is the one who actually took the video. I had no idea she was actually videoing me at the time. So, yeah, it was uh, one of those moments that was authentic, and I didn't plan on anybody seeing it, obviously. Um, but I was finally convinced I needed to share it, and I'm glad I did. Well, please tell your wife I said thank you because it gave me, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a softy these days with two little boys, right? And like I, that father son thing gets to me, man. And so that was uh, that was really really special. Um, and, and then I just wondered, I, you know, everybody, I, I, like, I, it feels like every broadcaster has wanted to say something. And if you don't, you don't. And I understand that. But, like, I, 
Did you have a reaction when you saw the news related to Kevin Brown yesterday? So, yeah, we were coming back from the White House. Actually, right. the Astros got to visit that. the White House yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Dusty Baker we, took we, a cheap we, shot, Bob. we got to deal with that. we got a cheap shot yeah. from Dusty Baker on the Orioles. <laughs> we could talk about that. But, yeah, obviously, Baker had no intentions of, of the way it came out. Sounding like a cheap shot. But, yeah, uh, we were coming back from the White House. And um, Julia Morales, who does our pre- and post-game shows and in-game reporting, uh, she was like, hey, did you see this thing on – Kevin Brown, the Orioles announcer. And honestly, that was the first I, I knew that Kevin hadn't worked the last week or two. Uh, so I'm like, no, I hadn't seen it. And she told me where to find it. And I look at my phone. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. She's like, yeah, I don't get it. So I think that's the reaction for everybody, right? Universally. What's the, what's the issue? Right. So it's just asinine to me that, that something like that could result in time off, whether you call it a suspension or don't call it a suspension. The fact that he's not working games, it's just, uh, any broadcaster who's worked for any of the other 29 teams would all be off for certain games based on this um, level of scrutiny. So, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It was an innocuous statement. It was actually showing that the 2023 Orioles have made improvements over the past. It was a positive thing, if you look at it that way. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with everybody else. I, I I don't know if I'm going to make a statement on the air or not. I don't know if I need to. I don't. We'll figure that out tonight, but... Uh, to answer your question, yeah, the fact that Kevin's not working is just, uh, it's just asinine. Yep. We are, we are in agreement about said topic. All right. Let's, let's talk about the Astros now. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because it's weird that the Astros are a very good baseball team. And yet I feel like I've talked to people who have been like, Hey, they, they kind of don't feel like they're exactly the Astros. And I feel like that's kind of the weird standard that's been set, right? Like when you, when you just win World Series and go to World Series and you win, 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 win. Um, like, are we at a point now where the Astros seem right and they, again, seem like they're primed and arguably are, once again, the best team and the team to beat in the American League? They are the most right that they have been all year. And to get to this point with 50 games to go or just under 50 games to go, they've had to really stretch out a lot of their arms who have been relied on out of the bullpen and even some guys in the rotation who haven't pitched a lot of innings in their career. So um, they are getting to that point now where I think that stretch run, the final eight weeks, they're going to be at their best. One of the keys to last year running the table in the ALDS and the ALCS was that they had a a pitching staff that was really uh, not taxed at all last season. That was the first team I've ever covered where – you really could say they had enough pitching. They, they didn't need anybody else. They were that good. Uh, this year, it's been a little more of a challenge. They've had injuries uh, to Lance McCullers Jr. is not pitching at all this year. Luis Garcia only pitched uh, briefly before he was out for the year. Jose Arquiti just came back after not pitching since April. Uh, so now's the final, the, the first time they've really been uh, the healthiest they've been since opening day with Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve playing the last week. So the Orioles are going to get the Astros best. I think it's going to be a great series. I, I'm very impressed with what I've seen from afar from the Orioles, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them in person for the next three days. He is Astros play-by-play voice Todd Callis, and he is with us here on GCR. Uh, speaking of pitching, obviously, Framber Valdez was pretty good last time out. I hear he's pretty good in general. We see him tonight. Um, I, how, how, how do you put into words You know how good he was? It's it's one thing to, to throw a no-hitter. It's another thing to do it on what it felt like 20 pitches. Um, how, how impressive that was and how he has obviously 
moved into this place as being, you know, one of the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, it was uh, as dominant a no-hitter as you'll want to see. He was really one pitch away from a perfect game. He got ahead of, of a hitter and then ended up walking him on a 3-2 pitch, and that was the only base runner of the whole game. And he could have easily thrown a perfect game that night. He was that good. Uh, he's a guy, in the past, he's always had the talent. His stuff is as good as anybody you'll see. He's got a combination of a sinker, curveball. He's added a cutter. He also has a changeup. He's got four above-average pitches. And the only issue with Fromber, and he actually admitted this uh, when he was asked about what the difference was after the game with the no-hitter, uh, he said he could have been more focused the last couple of starts. He goes, I'll be the first to admit I kind of lost my focus, lost my composure a little bit. When he is locked in, when he is focused, when he is uh, paying attention to every pitch, it's kind of like golf. When you hit 100 shots like I do sometimes on the golf course, you're not focused in on every shot. Or you, you hope you're focused in on every swing, but you're not. For Fromber, that's been an issue for him. He doesn't focus in on every pitch. Sometimes he throws pitches without conviction. But when he is locked in like he was last start, to me, he's as good as anybody in the game. Uh, the other two guys, the Orioles, of course, will miss the returning Justin Verlander this week. But Javier and Brown, I, I never know how to, to, to react when you don't get to watch guys every night. You see pitchers that have ERAs between four and, like, say, four or five. Because it's possible they're they're pitching really well, and a, a start or two have really kind of screwed up those numbers, or it's possible that that's kind of been their story. They've been imperfect kind of throughout the season. What should we know about Brown and Javier, and where they are coming into this series? Javier last year was the Astros' second best pitcher, threw a no hitter in Yankee Stadium combined, threw a no hitter in the World Series combined against the Phillies. But then this year. Uh, that riding fastball just hasn't been getting as many swings and misses and pop-ups and pop and fly-outs. He's just, uh, his stuff has not been quite as good as it was last year. And whether it's the league making an adjustment to him or maybe that velocity just being a small tick off from last year, he did pitch in the WBC. He did come, you know, sometimes that affects guys. He's never really pitched a full inning, a full season where he's had to throw more than 150 innings. So that threshold is getting near. Uh, that mark where he's maybe not as comfortable in deeper into his season. But he's also a guy that they're going to count on. They signed a big extension with him this offseason, so he needs to figure it out in a hurry because he's a guy that besides Justin Verlander and Fromber Valdez going into the season, this was the guy that you thought was your number two guy. So uh, Javier has been a little bit better lately. Incrementally, he's been better since his start uh, after the All-Star break. And when he is on, and you, you see a lot of swings under the ball, or a lot of pop-ups and fly ball outs, then you know uh, that he could have a good night. Hunter Brown is a guy, to me, uh, similar to Grayson Rodriguez that we're going to see tonight, where his numbers don't really tell the, the whole story. I think his, his numbers aren't as good as what he's really been. Okay. He's had a couple of bad outings, like you said. Uh, he's got really nasty stuff. He throws the hardest slider of anybody in baseball. He's got a good riding fastball to go along with that. To me, he's still learning. This is his first big, big league season. It's his first full season at the major league level. Uh, he's still learning how to sequence pitches and how to set up hitters, and I think uh, he could actually be the Astros' third best pitcher when it's all said and done when he gets to the postseason behind Fromber and Verlander. So uh, Javier has been better lately. Brown has been better than his numbers, but they both have room to improve before they get to that playoff spot. I had a theory that was thrown to me by someone in baseball earlier this season, You know, going back to something we talked about earlier about the Astros, and I, I wondered how you react to it, that when you're a team that's been as successful as the Astros have been, that it's it becomes a bit more difficult to be up for the regular season and to treat every game like it matters. And 
that maybe there were, never really was a problem with the Astros as much as like they just, you know, they, they'll, they'll get there when the games start mattering. It, do you make anything of that given, you know, h- how good this team has been for so long? Um, a little bit. I mean, you, you can't get to six straight championship series without having that internal drive and that internal switch that when the games matter the most, you play your best. And I think even if you look at this year, most people will consider the Braves the best team in baseball. And the Orioles, I'll say, are the best team in the American League. But the Braves had the best overall record. And the Astros went into Atlanta and swept the Braves this year. Then they mm-hmm. went into Tampa Bay, where at the time the Rays hadn't lost any games at home. And they took two out of three from Tampa Bay. And they went into Texas, where the Rangers have been leading the Astros all season long in the division. They won three out of four in Arlington. So they have played the best teams on the road. When they play at their highest level, they have been really good, only losing two games in those three series. So I think you're going to see their best here in Baltimore. Uh, It's a team that plays up to its competition. Occasionally they get a little lackadaisical when they don't play uh, a team that has a good record. And and it doesn't happen often, but you do see it every once in a while. So, yes, uh, to go back to your initial question, I do think this is a team that when the chips are down, they usually play their best baseball. And then in, I was going to ask if the way that you answered it earlier, I would assume that the biggest difference, the, 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 what, what stands between the Astros and winning another World Series the most would be whether or not they do truly have enough pitching in order to get across the finish line. Yeah, I would say. I think right now you know who your co-aces are. It's pretty apparent. It's Verlander and Fromber. And I think beyond that, they have to figure out who their three and four is. And when they do that, because they have four guys to choose from, then they'll be better off in the playoffs. But right now, it's kind of those four guys going for two spots. And they also need to watch a couple of guys in the bullpen with their innings. Brian Abreu's thrown a lot. Phil Maton's thrown a lot. Uh, Ryan Presley was off the other day. said he was a little sore. So you just have to watch and monitor their innings going down the stretch. So, yeah, you're right. I think the, the pitching staff is the key going into the playoffs. Uh, getting to the playoffs, you're going to have to use those arms, obviously, but you hope they're not overtaxed when it comes postseason time. All right, the uh, the million dollar question is: When you're at the White House, do you do you like try to sneak out with something like a pen, anything? Do you even attempt to like try to find some sort of souvenir when you're there? I have a cocktail napkin. Okay. And I have it. I have a towel from the men's bathroom. Not a, like a full towel, but like a napkin kind of tell i mean that's not nothing <laughs> like, it's <laughs> i got out of there with two things yeah it's probably as much as you can get out of there with until you know you get a phone call like mr callus we need to we need to speak to you <laughs> like it's probably about as well as you're from gonna the do. white house yeah if anybody from the white house is listening to this i, I didn't say what i just said <laughs> uh todd callus it's at real todd callus on the website formerly known as twitter uh, enjoy your week in Baltimore. As you pointed out, this should be a great, a very fun series, and uh, and I mean that what I said earlier. That's I I will think about that video. And despite the fact that we have no connection, uh, you created a connection for me with you, and I'm grateful that you shared that with all of us. Thanks so much for taking the time for us. That's really cool, Glenn. I appreciate it, and I'm excited for Orioles fans, and it should be a great series. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Todd. Todd Callis uh, with us here on uh, GCR. If you have not seen it, um. You can probably just search uh, Todd Callis, High Hopes. So the Phillies, when they win, they play a video of Harry Callis, of course, legendary broadcaster. And if you don't know, that's Todd's. <laughs> Folks in the Army, just, oh, my God. I have to watch this oh right geez. now. The folks from the Army <laughs> walked out, <laughs> and they saw Carson. 
and they immediately <laughs> like did they start like walking away? They're no, like, they yeah, walked right too. And, and they did engage. So we'll have I to, mean, they're still talking to them. They're right still now. chatting. Yeah, you can't. We'll, we'll you have can't to. See. We'll yeah. have to get a full report on uh, how that conversation <laughs> went with Carson. <laughs> oh, they, they're becoming. Yeah, well, the folks of the army certainly know what yes, we do. Yeah, that is from, true. From, yeah. from incidents in the past. They are very aware of it. Oh, man. Um, all right, we'll we'll hear more from Carson in a bit. We might let Stan Stan showed up. We might have him wandering okay. for a second too. Um, so, search Tide Callus High Hopes, okay. and you'll see that it's it, the audio doesn't matter because the, the point is you're watching him sing along. His his father. I I did not know this was a thing in Philadelphia where Harry Callis would sing the song. He's got high hopes. You know that song. Mm-hmm. Um. And they play it when the, the Phillies win. And whatever game it would have been in Philadelphia that the Phillies won in the World Series last year, Todd Callis is there, but they don't do TV play-by-play, of course, because Fox does the World Series. So he's doing something else for the TV network down there, you know, interviews, whatever it was. And they play the video at the end of the game, and it's his dad singing, and... Todd sort of starts singing along and dancing along to the video of his father, and man, I don't care. Again, I don't care at all about these teams. They mean nothing to me, but just that visual and that whole thing, I I was away. I was, I was in Madison, Wisconsin the weekend that this video came down, mm. and this video like moved me to the point where I actually reached out to Griffin because I think Gary and Stan were filling in for me and I said please try to get Todd Callis on with them after the Astros win the World Series because I was just thinking about Mm -hmm. Todd Callis like I was just it was very fresh in my mind because this video moved me so much like it was very special to me and again it means this is this is the father-son thing this is the dichotomy that the Nick Kelly, by the way, reached out with some uh, bed ideas for the season. Uh-oh. I don't know. We'll think His idea it. was the Wormburger, right? Or was he? Or he had other? I don't remember if Nick Kelly suggested. I don't remember where the Wormburger came from. He, I think it was. Or no, just, he was giving us a bunch of ideas throughout the season. I think. Uh, n- oh yeah, yes. week by week. Yes, yes. Nick was definitely uh, <laughs> doing that for sure. Appreciate you, Nick. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh God, I can't do it. I can't do 19 weeks of that this year. However many with the playoffs <laughs> and everything. I can't do that. I can't. Uh, and we got to do week, we zero week zero this year. Yeah. Jeez, we can't. We we cannot do it. No way. Can't do it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know where I was. Oh, he was talking about the dichotomy of like me, the emotions, talking about my kids playing baseball, and then doing the worm burger on the show. Here's today, me like getting emotional about this random video of Todd Callis singing with his father while we've got Carson out there shirtlessly talking to the folks from the army. Stan, you want to say hello? We'll grab a break. You want to come in and say hello for a second? All right, very good. Stan's here. We're going to let him say hello. We'll check in with him. Uh, We'll check back in with Carson, who continues to work on his tan outside. Big day here on GCR. Could not be more going on. Uh, it's, It's a Tuesday edition of the program. You feel that? That's the sound of football coming back. And now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use my promo code, GlennClark23, to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet up to $250 with the promo code GlennClark23. All one word, no spaces, two N's in Glenn. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook 
Sports and that promo code GlennClark23. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Bates Overfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pre-game meet the team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at BaySox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. I'm Michael Jan Grandy, president of A.J. Michaels, your carrier energy expert for 44 years. Save money, energy, and make your home more comfortable and virus-free. Find us at ajmichaels.com. That's ajmichaels.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food, check. Quality of service, check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking, check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grinder. Not that I know it's on Grinder or anything. I swear. Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. This is what we do now, by the way. Here, Stan. Just look outside your window, and you can see this I'm is very offended that, that we didn't I ask you to do it. This job, you know, so I'm still, I'm still on payroll here. I understand this that, is a right? Job I, that I am totally. You think you were? Well, do you want to do dueling? Do you want to line your own share up? And I, see I have plans now. Oh, all right, right. fair. But next yeah. thir- next week, next we'll Tuesday, you, I'll be over. We'll see if it doesn't work for Carson. Right. If we don't get that result, maybe next week we have you this do isn't, it. This isn't exactly the busiest. Pl- place you know i mean no. there's not a lot of foot traffic i'm but the, the foot traffic was just an added bonus so right. do you know what we're actually doing here <laughs> <Okay>. yeah, <laughs> yeah i understand like he's grabbing some rays so the point is carson, he's got a lovely body yeah know. carson's a good looking <laughs> yeah. man right yes he is carson uh it, it does hacks we, we we learn about life i don't know if you're familiar with the concept of life hacks on the internet yeah so his segment this summer has been testing out life hacks okay. and seeing if life hacks work or right. not and so one hack that we came across on the internet was where you would get a better tan if you mixed your sunscreen with beer. 
And so on one side of his chest, he has just sunscreen. On the other side of his chest, oh, he has sunscreen that. and oh, beer. Okay. Okay. So what we're that. trying to figure out is... I, I couldn't possibly do that now. No, you know, you're out on... The, you're out it on probably that. would uh, mix with the, the drugs that I take. Ah, know, that's for, a fair point. Those, fair yeah. point. We're not gonna, we don't want to cause any all problems. Right. Okay. Uh, John is actually worried about a lawsuit if he ends up yeah. uh, getting yeah. in trouble somehow. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's what, the, that's what Carson's doing today. And of all of the days that we had planned to do this bit, of yeah. all of the days... Yeah. That would end up working out that way. But Why? What, what's going on yeah, today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's anything in the news? Um, I, I don't know where you're at with every. Oh, by the way, I should probably make sure that I tell everybody. Uh, today's show. Oh, you know what, Griffin? Why don't you tell everybody about what's coming up at the Live Casino and Hotel? Could you do that for me? I would love to. Uh, they've got uh, Chanel now over at Live Casino. Indulge yourself in true luxury this August at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. One of 20 winners will walk away with the new collection from Chanel, valued at over $40,000. Plus $30,000 in other prizes, including a free play of up to $5,000. From August 1st through, so now through August 26th, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will have a chance to earn entries before the drawing on August 26th. For more info, go to maryland.livecasinohotel.com slash promotions. Adirondale Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you very much. Um, the point that I made earlier today... I ever we are all we've all seen the same thing. It's it's crazy. We can do the name calling bit. We can do that. We can do whatever we want to do, right? Like my point is, let's just fix this. Let whatever whatever led to this point. I made the comparison to the Adam Jones thing from a year ago, mm-hmm. where Adam Jones calls in the Rita and I show and says, "I haven't. I've got no connect, connection with the Orioles, and I haven't heard from them. They didn't invite me to the anniversary of the." stadium and everybody loses their minds and right. freaks out and right. my point the next day was be mad at whoever you want to be mad at that's fine just fix it just fix it that's that's all of these are reasonable adults that should be capable of saying however we got to this point let's just fix it let's just recognize this isn't the way things should be and let's just fix it and call me this is my new pra- this is maybe me becoming a father this is the way that my brain operates right like mm-hmm. If you want to call somebody a name today, call them a name. It's not going to it's not going to change anything. Right. The only thing that needs to happen today is whatever led to this point. Whatever mistakes were made, if there's something we don't know about, there's something we don't know about, right? right. And like I would think that that would be something they would want to share, you know, considering how the last 24 hours have unfolded, mm-hmm. that if there's more to the story, they would probably want that to be out there somehow right. because there it's been a tough look for 24 hours. Yeah. However we got as to this As bad a look as you can get. 100%. Yeah. However we got to this point, just acknowledge we erred here. Mm-hmm. We screwed up. I had an opinion, whoever it is, I, whether it's John Angelos, whoever else is involved, I felt something that now that I'm hearing from other people, I can recognize why that was well, right. incorrect right. or not necessary or whatever it, you want to say. And let's do everything in our power to make it right. Because this ain't good for anybody involved. There is no one that benefits from how things have played out over the course no. of the last day. No. I don't know how you do that. I don't have that at all those answers. Well, and you you got to factor in the, the most dangerous thing for me through through this. And, and I don't really know the facts. You know, I mean, I'm reading what Brittany Giroli wrote. And I'm listening to what Gary Cohn said mm-hmm. on the air. And Michael Kay said it, it's it's really kind of hard to believe that that would yeah, be that's it. That, that, right. that's it right but say it is it 
the the problem is can you put the toothpaste back, toothpaste in, back right. in the tube? I, look, you I, know, to your in point, other words, Gary Cohn, I think was ab- maybe maybe it's a little stretch to say there are twenty nine other teams that would hire. Yes, because they don't have twenty nine jobs available right, today. Right, right. But <laughs> but whoever would have a job open? Yes, well, he would, would be very high on the list. Very yeah. high on the list. So I mean, first of all, we we give the Orioles kudos for having seen his talent yes. three, four years ago when they brought him in. But you worry about that, that an agent is now saying, Kevin, if they're suspending you, yeah, this or is irreparable. They, they, right. This is, you know, you've got to move on. Um, I think, I think the little bit that I know of Kevin, that he's taking it in and he still really loves working for this team because they are one of the most interesting teams in all of baseball. And he and has created be, a nice relationship with the city and uh, the fan yeah, base. He's, and, and he's a terrific guy. Right, you correct. Know. Um, I, you know, it's just, it's kind of mind-numbing, though, to, you know, everybody you talk to, that's all they want to talk about right now. Correct. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, as we talked, it's yeah. you, you'd, like, you'd rather be talking about the start of a great series against the, which should be three wildly Wait exciting... We're, yeah, we're playing, we're playing the, the Astros, the Astros? Yeah, tonight. Where in Houston? No, in Baltimore. Oh, no, really. It should be a wildly exciting week yeah. of, ba- of baseball. Yeah, it no. should be at tonight. Grayson Rodriguez versus Framber Valdez should be everything that we can ask for as baseball fans. Yeah. Should be the night that if you're going to go to a baseball game, like I know everybody went Saturday night, and I was chief among them, right? Like I'm, I'm guilty of you know, this. Where I went Saturday, and I'm not going to be there. Maybe tonight. we haven't thought about this. Maybe they've done a, some focus groups that people aren't coming to the ballpark because they want to want to watch <laughs> Kevin Brown. <laughs> uh, this is 3D chess that we're talking about now at this point. I mean, like, he is seriously one of the. the he's a best. delight. He's he's a delight. Wonderful. I you know, admittedly, I think we were all. It's funny because, in comparison, I would argue that Kevin Brown has done a better job than Gary Thorne did. But we just loved Gary and Uncle Gary and the gravitas that he we've brought. Had t- we've had top announcers in that position now Correct. for 10 or 12 years. And you know? and when, when it wasn't going to be Gary, I think a lot of us were, uh, yeah, really? Like, we're really going to take a step back from what felt like spending my nights with Gary Thorne and Jim Palmer were extraordinarily pleasant ways to have I, welcoming those people into my living room to to watch baseball with them was very pleasant and yeah. i think when that was going to be over we were worried, uh, worried yeah. about it yeah. and then in walks this duo of kevin brown and ben mcdonald and you say my god this is this is wonderful like yeah. this is a wonderful way to spend even when the team was bad it was a wonderful way to spend an evening with the two of them and the mm-hmm. relationship they created together. It's not quite the same when it's Jim and and Kevin. It's not it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But the relationship that Kevin and Ben and the way that they have built off of each other and fed into each other, and they're both very good at this. Yep. It was a special thing. And so to your point, the concern now becomes like, is it irreparable? Is yep. it can yep. can this be salvaged? Can we and that's sort of my point. At the beginning. I, I'm hoping that Kevin is young enough and malleable, pliable enough to to work around this as some sort of brief distraction to a career that is, you know, skyrocketing. And you and know, whether and it's he'll, 
he'll stay here. You know? I, 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 That's people, what I'm hopeful. People have talked today, like you know, there should be a formal apology. Just handle this. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need anything. I, I don't think Kevin I don't, needs a formal apology. Right, I just ha- two adults can walk into a room, sit down together, and say, "Can we make this? Can we figure this out? Yeah. And can we move forward and work together? And can I lay out to you why these things matter to me? I can't defend the thing where you're not allowed to talk about Manny Machado. I can't defend that. Like that's, but I under I can at least understand. I didn't even know that's a thing. That's a thing. That's you're, it's it's a certain group of players that you're supposed to pretend never existed. Mm-hmm. I can't defend that, right? Like I can't do it. But there are other things that I can understand. Hey, we're trying to present something. We're trying to present an image of the team, and this is why these certain things matter to us, right? Yeah. Like, and and that doesn't mean. If something is a little bit off, that you should react the way that it appears they've reacted. Yeah. But I can understand walking into a room and say, hey, I just want to talk to you about why we do things. You and I had to have a conversation like that once upon a time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, as someone who runs a company, and I was coming over from, you know, a, a radio station where we just said anything for the sake of saying anything. Right. You would just sit down and say, hey, can I talk to you about how we kind of do things here? Mm-hmm. And is that kind of the, you know, we like to, mm-hmm. for you to want to do things the way that we want to do things. I understand. We all adults, yeah. everybody is capable of having those conversations and coming out of it saying, here's how we all can work together towards a common goal. So let's do that. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be all that hard. That should be something the, that we should be the, able to do today. The only thing that I will say in defense of John is and and you wonder if this is what's at play here is John's had a very sort of public and private t- a tough relationship with his dad you know John and Peter was a tough guy you know I mean mm-hmm. he really was and the two of them fought you know cat mm-hmm. like cats and dogs different times is in his own way maybe these areas that he doesn't want talked about are connecting him connect, to... c- connecting his dad in a R- negative way oh. that he somehow wants to stay away from the legacy of Peter's okay that's what I was trying mis- to I, mis- I think we were saying about the yeah, same thing there like yeah. sort of these are the mistakes that so he just sort of says let's just talk about today on mm-hmm. I mean sadly it's almost like Ron DeSantis with the you know right, the let's Florida pretend, the yeah, let's let's pretend, pretend that slavery yeah, yeah, didn't really existed, exist right. you know uh, you're changing your history, but maybe that's at play here. In some way, he wants to protect. I would his, like for us to judge yeah. the Orioles by the Orioles to th- this from this point forward. Yeah, let's yeah. judge the Orioles by that, yeah. not by that, because then I, it's an it's an yeah. interesting thought. Sam. Yeah. It's an interesting thought that I can't speak to. It's, it's really the only thing that makes a little sense. But again, but none of it can justify removing Kevin Brown from broadcast. No, no you no, can't. You no. can't get you to a point. You pull him in and say, yes, this is what I'm doing." Right. You know, this let's, is what I really want the broadcast to be. It's utterly unjustifiable, yeah. and again, should be something that should, what I keep saying. They fixed the Adam Jones thing. They fixed it. Who, whoever's fault it was was irrelevant, because all it took was let's put all this on the table. This is what's going on now. Let's fix it let's yeah. all as a group prioritize yeah. saying and now the fans get to see adam jones and, and it's and not just him coming they, yeah. he just popped in again like he yeah. last weekend he just popped randomly shows up yep and that's you love that that's, that's great very neat great I, when i was at the ballpark on saturday night three different people brought that up to me how cool was it last night 
that out of nowhere, here's just Adam Jones randomly showing up, popping up. Right. You want that with every one of your favorite, you know, like every player that meant something to you, you'd like for them to have that type of relationship. Even Chris Davis? Well, I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> and that's a very complicated. <laughs> but, you know, I I think the Orioles at some point will try to do yeah, something. No question to, about I, it. And, in fact, I can tell – I don't know how much I – I mean, uh, seriously, when you think about what Chris Davis accomplished – He's a he's they an Oriole Hall of Famer. They would like to recognize that Chris Davis was part of a pleasant, a really yeah. pleasant stretch of yeah, Orioles history. Ended poorly, but they would like to have him be involved. He's very, you know, for yeah. all of the problems, he was very involved in the community. He did yep. a lot of wonderful things for helping up Mission and other places. The Orioles would like for Chris Davis to, yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you that I know that I yeah. know that is a fact that the Orioles would be interested in having some relationship with Chris Davis moving forward. And yeah. whether that's Orioles, I don't I don't know. I it's it's a little awkward, but yeah. I think there would be an argument for it, right? Yeah. And rec- tying in that we want to celebrate those teams that created some of the first really pleasant memories for a generation yeah. of Orioles fans. Yeah. So it matters to them and they we all should want that. And it was wonderful to see that that's where we've gotten to with Adam Jones. It's not a formal title. It's not a. But Adam doesn't really like. He he's, he's a world traveler. Right. He he <laughs> wants to go live in Spain for a couple of months and do his thing. So the idea that he can just pop up and when he's around, he can have a relationship. They can involve him and have him do certain things. I don't think Adam would ever want to be a guy that works sixty games a season as a broadcaster. I. The conversations I've had with Adam would suggest that's probably not what he wants. Yeah. But it's great. It's it's a tremendous story that that got fixed. That that everybody said we're not. This is going to be a blame thing. We're not going to be mad at Adam for bringing it up. We're not going to be mad. We're just gonna fix it. And it's it's great news for fans. So fix this. Fix sounds, this. It sounds good to me, and Let's, it sounds like hopefully we we'll keep our fingers crossed. That's the way this plays out. Speaking of people that would be good in the broadcast booth, uh, he may have some a good bit of tread left on the tires. What about Trey Mancini? I don't know that he's ready yet. To, yeah, I you don't know, think he's quite ready. I, but. I, I, but you know, but it, it becomes awkward. Right? Like if you get the next spring training and a phone call hasn't right. come, I don't know what that looks like at that point. I would. I, I've heard a couple teams are interested. The okay. Phillies, Phillies, and the Yankees. And that's what I've heard. Boy, that would be tough, that right? Would be that would be so painful. Yeah. God, we'd... I'd like him in Philly. Yes, Philly correct. would be fine. <laughs> I would be fine with. I would be have fine a great image of him and Sarah eating cheese. Yeah, cheesesteaks. Right. Yeah. yeah, that would be a much better way yeah. for that to go. It would be so. Oh God, it would be uncomfortable. It would be so uncomfortable. Well, speaking of things that are, were uncomfortable, watching Buck Showalter manage that team the, those three days was very painful. Uh, you know? Uh, my favorite, I don't know, if have you ever noticed, maybe this is something that existed in Baltimore and I never noticed. Who was it that gave up the three, the home run to Westberg on Friday night? Do you remember which of the relievers? Oh, God. Um, I, pull, pull it up, because whoever it was, and it's something that I noticed then the rest of the weekend. Right. Whenever Buck is going and pulling a reliever that just got his ass kicked. Right. The wind up on his ass slap. <laughs> It's bigger. He than is that. inflicting pain. <laughs> he is taking something out. Let's see. It wasn't when, that was the game Peterson started. Yeah, that was and Friday he night. Three right? innings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Reed Garrett, former Reed Garrett, Orioles. former right. Orioles. former Orioles. Yeah. Reed Garrett. The wine, when when he comes out to get a pitcher that just got his brains beat in. Right. He is all the way back into that ass slap. I haven't. 
it's something I never paid attention to before. And I don't know. Maybe it existed in Baltimore. I just wasn't. But I then couldn't. On Saturday night, I was I was there with our friend Patrick Stevens. And I'm literally elbowing him as he's going to get it. I got to see this. I got to see it. <laughs> and it didn't let me down. He has taken something out in those moments. Um, rough to rough to watch that that team. I, it, that is a team that is really kind of walking dead now. I, now, in I, fairness, I I said, remember the play that O'Hearn got the the double to right center field, and Marte made like really. Yes. Ne- it's like Marte said, "Well, I'm not going to catch it. I'll let Nimmo right chase come it over. Down. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I said Buck should not play. And right. I said, and yeah. then I thought about it, and I said he must be injured, and he is. He, he's on the IL. Well, it's now. Like, kind of like watching yeah. the, the yeah. it's the the Giancarlo Stanton thing from this weekend is one of the most uncomfortable things I've seen. In what some, was that? I have you not seen it? No, no. Oh, I don't see much. He's not running. Like he won't run. This is a ground ball. Like, it's this a, was he a, was on, he second, was on base. second base, a single to center field, right, right center, center, I think. Yeah. Right. And they send him, and, and he's, he's not, not running. He's, not he's running. just jogging, and he he doesn't. He's out by fifteen feet. Right. I've never seen anything like it here. I, I think I, Griffin pulled the video for it if you want to see it. And I I can't figure out how they're letting someone play. If like if you're physically incapable of running, how are you allowing? Like yeah. I, I get that you want the bat in the lineup. Like I understand it, but my God! I guess they know he's he makes them better. I guess you I know guess. If, if you have him hitting a bat a spot or two after uh, after that really just looks like poor base run. He's just not I trying. Mean, it's, There's it's, no effort involved in any and, way. I yeah. mean, it, maybe his judgment was it's deep enough they're going to throw to second base. You know, I, I, I just that's, that was really that's bizarre, bad, man. It's a bad look. Bizarre. Yeah, I mean, because it's not like the third base coach seems alarmed at all either. Like, right. he's just waving him and, th- and, and he, I, so, so last night, about 8.30, I pull in front of the TV and I turn on uh, MLB and they've got the Mets game. The Mets are leading okay. the Cubs seven. Oh, the rain! It was raining and, and it was pouring. Yeah, and they're all working on the mound. Yeah, there's like five groundskeepers out there working on the mound. Buck is getting soaked, you know. <laughs> and then the pitcher Kode uh, Senga, yeah, uh, winds up and slips, you know, in warmup. And they say, so they bring more drying, you know, and finally. And by the way, this this whole thing is taking like ten or twelve minutes, mm-hmm. and you go, it's just getting wetter and wetter. You know, it's more and more dangerous. And finally, you see Buck talking to somebody on the phone, and he comes back out, and he first he takes the ball from Senga, like he's taking him out of the game. They were going to bring Brooks Raley in, and then Buck says a couple things to the umpires, and the next thing they pull the the tarp out i don't know if buck Man. had to fight for that but he was not taking a chance oh, on senga getting hurt. it seemed like they were willing they were pushing it yeah. as i was watching i was we were playing trivia oh you know what i'm gonna give you guys some uh, trivia from last night okay one of the questions i got i only got two out of three on this one it was shameful when you're the sports guy on the trivia team it's tough yeah when you well you're expected to go 100 percent right yeah. So there are three. It's kind of like being a porn star. Correct. It's Ma- a lot male like porn exactly star. like, imagine really if you don't, yeah. it's over. Yeah. Sports yeah. guy trivia right? team, male porn star, yeah. Very similar, right? Yeah. Most of us actually do both. Um, <laughs> three players in baseball have had multiple 50 home run seasons since 2000. Since 2000. Since so that doesn't 2000. include it, Soso or Maguire. 
Well, it doesn't include, um, yeah, anything before. Right. Like they Susan played, McGuire they played, were not pa- they played past, past 2000. Them, but they didn't do 50 home runs. Did Jose Bautista have two seasons? He did not. Darn it. Darn Bonds? It. Not Remember, Bonds' only 50 home run season was the 73 70. home run season. I forget that constantly. He said, I'm going to break. I'm going to set this record yeah, that no const- one's ever going to touch. Well, he never got pitched to. Yeah. You know, right. like after that right. point. Oh, God. I'm so, that's why I'm not that good at the grid. Uh, although I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Because Chris Davis only had one. Only had one. Uh, who else would have had multiple? 50? Judge? Judge, yes. Uh, one. I was between Judge and Stanton, and so I went with three, Judge. It's so three players? Three players. So judge, so judge is, is one. one. Yep. Um, one, one of them why? to me was very obvious, and I got it right away. Um, why does this seem so difficult? That's... Uh, it's hard when you just uh, yeah I get it I completely you're going through everything that I went through we listed out a bunch of names but the first one that I wrote down was the one to me that I was going to say George Foster but he probably yeah, hasn't definitely played not since, since 2000 yeah yes, didn't quite <laughs> make hasn't that. played since yeah, 1980 didn't quite make that cut yeah um, hmm. did Pete Alonso hit 50 he might have done it once but he has not done okay. it multiple times oh this is mul- that's right yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple 50 home run seasons multiple yes. 50 home run seasons Oh God! It yeah. shouldn't be that hard. Go ahead. One of the the one that you'll kick yourself over yeah. is Alex Rodriguez because oh, that one yeah. to me was the most obvious of all of them. In fact, I want to say he's had three or maybe even four. Right, right. Um, so that one I got right away. So those are the two that I got. The one that I didn't got was I went get was I went through the exact same thing that you did. Yeah. Literally, the first thing I said was, "Well, it doesn't count McGuire or Sosa." Sammy Sosa in 2000 and 2001 had back-to-back mm, 50, back run, 50 home run seasons. So I well, missed out. I did went through the so exact same thing that you went it's through. It's Sosa, Judge, Judge and A-Rod. And A-Rod. I tell you what, I did what go five for five on. Do you know the five teams that have never lost a World Series? Five teams that have never lost a World Series. Yeah. Well, Seattle's one of Seattle. them. Seattle. Well, they've never, they've never sorry, been in a World They've been in a World they have, have been in a World they've Series. Played, yeah. Five teams that have won at least one World Minnesota Series. Minnesota Twins? They have. They were not on the list. When did they? When did the Twins lose a World Series? Did the they lose? Nationals, right? The Nationals, of course, are okay. one of them. Yes. Nationals. The Twins are aren't the Nationals. The no, twins. I'm saying, but the Nationals are one of the correct answers. Okay, yes. they never out. lost. I'm a trying World to figure Series. out. Uh, twins. Did the World Twins Series won two World, World Series in ni- '87 and '91. Did right. they? they and I don't think they've been in another World Series. And we're going to find out in a second. Uh, unless they're uh, considering. Oh, they they count the Senators. Senators. Okay, so that's okay. I would have never guessed them. Did the Blue Jays lose? I don't think the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays two and zero in the World All Series. Right. Well done. And how many teams are there? Five, five for five, yeah. and we mentioned one at the the Nationals. You got the Nationals and the Blue Jays. The, the Blue Jays. Um, uh, for the record, I believe all three of the others are only teams that have won one World Series. Okay. Uh, the other three are one. Oh no, no, one of them definitely won two. Never mind. One of them won two. The Marlins. The Marlins have won yes. two. Never yeah, lost that's one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Rockies definitely lost a World Series. Yep. Yeah. Rays have definitely lost. Astros lost a World Series. Yep. Uh, one World Series. And it feels like it has to be, I guess it doesn't have to be recent. Yeah. The Cleveland? Cle- the, we know the Cleveland's lost World yeah. Series. Yes, yeah, they lost right. the Cubs. They I was lost making the sure Marlins. They lost. Yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> they definitely uh, lost World Series. I meant the other a- Cleveland team. Angels yeah. have lost World Series. The Astros uh, have lost Wait a minute. <laughs> the, did when did the Angels lose a World Series? They lost a World Series. I guess they did. The, yeah, the Angels. To the They beat the Giants. And that was the only that World, was the only World, World Series. Series they've yeah. been in. All right, Angels. The only one. There we go. One more. 
So who do we have so far? You've got the Nats, the Blue Jays, the Marlins, and the Angels. Did the D-backs ever lose? The Arizona Diamondbacks. Those are the five. Luckily, I did go five for five on Good that job. one because that one would have been a tough one. Yeah. But I was struggling. I, I, like what you guys were going through. I was panicked. I had. I'm a, like, I, I think that the Angels never win another World yeah. Series, but I had an all-time yesterday on the grid. I had an unbelievable get. I could not for the longest time, like 15 minutes, could not think of a guy who played for the Angels and the Cardinals. I mean, I actually I thought of to other play. Or actually, it was. Uh, Yes, it was the Cardinals and the Angels. And I pulled Jerry Devanin hmm. out of my ass. That's pretty well good. Done. Well done. 0.1. I mean, that's what I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> that's a hell of a pull. Yeah. All right. You uh, you guys got together last night, obviously. Yes, we got together. We're doing the uh, Zooms on Monday now, like at 4 o'clock. Yep. That gives us the ability, Luke and I, if we want to get Go the, to the Memorial, yeah. Memorial game. Uh, Thursday night, we've got sports business uh, with uh, Marty Conway and Andy Dulwich. Very good. And Gary Stein and I will be uh, handling that. So if you missed yesterday's show, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, and again, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock Thursday. o'clock, and then I'll see you back in here on Friday. By the way, is there anything special going on with Glenn Clark 23? Oh, yeah. We've been telling people all about what's going on with Glenn Clark what? 23. Tell people it's right absurd. now. It's absurd. I, I, look, I'm not trying to question a new part. Are, are, you, are you calling Carson? That's fine. I'm not trying to uh, question. I'm not trying to question anybody's business you know, decisions in any yeah. way. But, like, I have no idea what they're doing. I got to be fair about what, this. What, Superbook? This is yeah. insane. Yeah, well, they've. They've They're, also given me the same. Oh, they promo. gave you one. Yeah, Glenn oh, Clark twenty three. That's a no. smart. Yeah, that's a good one to no. get. Stan Charles twenty three. Well, I like Glenn Clark twenty three. No, yeah. Better. No offense. Yeah. No offense. Like that one's okay. Well, we're going to duke better. it out because we're going to be making NFL picks pretty soon. Oh, right. We'll be able to talk about this. On so, that. so yeah, they're matching your first bet, win or lose. Yeah, up to two hundred two hundred fifty bucks. So whatever you your first bet seventy five dollars, they match it up. They match seventy five dollars. Your right. first bet's two fifty. They match two fifty. Your first bet's five hundred. They match two fifty. That's the way that it works. How about if it's a thousand? Two fifty. That's okay. the number. They match it up to two fifty. If you use that code, Glenn Clark twenty three, or Stan maybe Charles. If you, like, Stan Charles twenty three. I'm older. I'm older, <laughs> and I'm the grand poobah. I've got two kids. Yeah, that's I've got. True. That's a good point. <laughs> got to somehow good, get them through. I've college. got Jane though. That's a good point. All yeah. right, fair enough. Uh, again, yeah. Superbook.com. The super Jane has so, me. Yeah, she true. has me. That's stuck a great like point. An al- like an albatross point. around her neck. Uh, see you back in here on Friday. Uh, yes. All right, yes. So this did not take the place of Friday. Thank I just you. had to stop by. All right. Uh, Thanks, for those Dan. that missed, Stan was out at the uh, Hall of Fame uh, or the the eighty three World Series luncheon on uh, this past Friday. That's why he wasn't in with us. And uh, what a weekend that was. And really wish that we'd be talking more about those things today. The pleasant things. That would be. That would. It was a very pleasant weekend. All right, let's go back and check in with Carson. Um, I saw there was an interaction with the folks from the Army. How did that go? There's been a couple. Um, so that they they just were asking me what I was doing, and I they said, I like this. And I said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just on my break right now, just getting a tan. Uh, and then I just had two lovely, uh, two lovely ladies from across the, the sidewalk here uh, peek out the door and, and ask me uh, if I was getting a tan. And I said, yes, I'm just enjoying my, my lunch break. Do you, have you started to notice? I can't see from where I'm sitting, Griffin. Are we starting to notice anything? Uh, oh, tanning wise. I, I mean, like, there's a like. I, I think I'm definitely getting a little color. 
a little bit. Yeah, it looks like. So but is it the, noti- the, are we noticing anything different from one side to the other? Which side did you use? The left side was. Honestly, if, if anything, right now, I don't know if it's just the shadow. If anything, the side with the sunscreen. Oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign yeah. for this hack. I don't like that at all. Yeah. All right, so here's the question. If we, when we finish the show, because we got one more segment to go. We'll come back in. I got a couple of things I want to touch on today. I'm gonna I revisit somebody, some folks' comments, and then we'll do tidbit and tubular, and then we'll have you come back in. I guess at that point, or or if we don't feel like we've gotten the desired result, would you be willing to go back out after the show and sit out there for another hour to see if it works, or are you just going to give up and say this is not a thing? <laughs> I would, but the Nationals got rained out last night. Oh, so, so you got to go to work? I was supposed to have to go in at 4, but now uh, I have to go in earlier because they've got a double header. What today. time do you have to be in? Uh, Like one thirty or uh, 2. Probably 2. 2 is probably So you could do I'm another 30 minutes is what it sounds like. Well, well maybe we just to. extend the show a little yeah. bit longer. <laughs> yeah, that's All fun. right. <laughs> All right. We will – Um. So so any, any particular interaction that's been – Have you gotten anybody um, who's been like – Seriously, what the f? Have, has anyone been actually bothered? Oh yes, there was one guy. Uh, he I, he might have been a mailman. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, he looked at me like I was not. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, that's probably about yeah, right. Yeah, if, not, if you, not, not he, uh, exactly I don't wrong. think he like really saw me until he got sort of cl- like pretty close to me, and then oh yeah, he, he looked at me like I had ten heads. Have you been doing the? Do you know what the the line is for the Orioles game bit? Um. Well, the, the Army people, they were just asking me a bunch of questions. Right, so you didn't get the opportunity to do the bit with them because they approached you first. Right, I didn't. No, one, no one's walked by that you, gonna, you've been able really, to really set really the bit up with? Right now. Oh, oh, okay, let's see. Okay. I've got a gentleman approaching you. Right. It's, it's, it's going to be about you know 20 more seconds, okay. I would say. Okay. Right. Oh, no, by no, the no. way, uh, I don't know if Stan mentioned, uh, Stan and I ran into each other at, oh. the, uh, at the World Series lunch oh, this look Friday. look at that. What a day that was. I, know, I, oh, I wasn't oh, expecting this. This is a great man. choice for somebody. Nice hang on, hang on. Shh, 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 that no. wasn't that wasn't that wasn't very helpful. We confirmed it's not Messina who's pitching for the Orioles tonight. Yeah. No, Messina's team. Maybe maybe the next time we say Palmer. Like if they is if it isn't Messina. No, no, if it isn't Messina, you follow Yeah, you follow up like well, no 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 go with the like stick with guy people that people might know. Because what you're looking to get back is the like Palmer, he doesn't pitch in years. Like you're looking for <laughs> okay, okay. you're looking for incredulous. Right, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Palmer. Yeah, I want I went incredulous in my responses to this. All right, all right, okay, all right. Thank you. We'll call, we'll check back. No Pappas. Yeah. All right. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, that's uh, no Car- problem. Carson Weekly live from six feet away from the wind. <laughs> dumb dumb show we do. All right, when we come back in, uh, we will. I do. I want to get to some of your responses, and I'm not trying to. I want to make it very clear. I'm not avoiding this topic whatsoever. We brought it up at the start of the show. We just brought it up with Stan. We'll continue to talk about the Kevin Brown situation. Um, so we'll get to that, and then, of course, we'll have a tidbit and tubular, and then we'll have sort of a final uh, look at where we are with Carson. That's all on the way here on a Tuesday edition of GCR.
Catch that festival feeling in Charm City. Everywhere you go, you'll find exciting entertainment, delicious eats, and endless summertime fun. Cheer on the O's at Camden Yards, pick crabs by the waterfront, beat the heat inside a world-class museum, and make memories that will last a lifetime. Go to Baltimore.org for more information and to plan your visit. It's game on every day at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Here, you are in on every play with 100-foot screens at Sports & Social, the best table games action, and FanDuel Sportsbook all just steps away. The best bar bites and drinks to indulgent steaks and curated cocktails. Your game day only gets better when matched up with Live's distinguished dining options. Late game? No problem. Our luxury hotel awaits. Live Casino and Hotel Maryland is the place to be on game day and every day. For more information, visit www.maryland.livecasinohotel.com. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. All Electronic Tolling is here to stay in Maryland, and driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource, home to EasyPass, pay-by-play, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley Bob, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Another exciting weekend of affordable family fun at Prince George's Stadium with the Bowie Bay Sox. It's the return of Grateful Dead Night on Friday the 18th. A special t-shirt package is available. Back-to-back fireworks carry on to Saturday the 19th with our Bates Overfest. Get some beer specials while you enjoy the game. And get here early on Sunday for a pre-game Meet the Team autograph session. Get your tickets now by calling 301-805-6000 or anytime online at baysox.com. The Bowie Bay Sox. Let us be your nine-inning vacation. That first sip. That first bite mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? All right, back in here on GCR. Let me cover a couple of things that people have suggested to me. And... You know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you my gut reaction is to all of them. Let me start with, um, and these have all come in over the course of the last 24 hours. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go over them one at a time, but I'm just going to respond to a few things. Uh, Dave, and I've seen this floating around from a few different people today. Dave said, 
I feel like everybody else who works for Masson should be willing to stand up for their guy and walk out or not show up or do something to force the hand of the Orioles here. I, here's what I would say. I like the thought. Now put yourself in the shoes of one of these people. I also keep in mind, like, this is somebody that we are to understand. The Orioles have said, like, he's going to be back. I mean, it's... I, I feel like maybe, like, extreme things, if like, somehow he was fired for something like this, then, like, maybe I could see trying to go to an extreme. But for someone who's going to return, I don't, I don't know about... I think that even the suggestion is a bit over the top. But even in the other case, we've all been there. I do not, I want to make this abundantly clear. The day that the radio station that I worked for went under, just went under, somehow one person was still kept around. And I'm still, I, 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 I love Luke Jones. I think he's one of the nicest people I've ever known. I don't really understand what he, I mean, like, there isn't a radio station. There isn't, I don't, I don't fully understand. I think they might still have a website. And so maybe he writes on that website. But that's his choice. Whatever he wants to do is his choice. And I do not hold it against Luke Jones in any way that he continued to work for whatever that is now. And I don't say that to try to be a jerk. I genuinely don't know. I don't... I don't... It doesn't bother me that he continues to do that because, you know, he's got to pay a mortgage too. And that's the difficult spot that everyone's put in when they think that someone has been mistreated. Bob Haney. Bob Haney. One of the best sports talk show hosts of all time in this city was let go by that same radio station when I worked there. And I thought it was insane. And I made that clear that I thought it was insane. And Drew and I made it clear. It happened, it just so happened to be on a day that we were away. Drew and I, it was famously the day that we got kicked out of Yankee Stadium. And we made it abundantly clear how nuts we thought it was. But, you know what? There's no way that Bob Haney could have expected us, Drew and I, to just say, well, we're not going to worry about, you know, Drew had kids. We're not going to worry about that. We're just going to quit. Or we're just going to not show up for work and hope that that means that we won't be fired and that, you know, everything will just be hunky-dory. It, it's just not practical. I understand what you think you'd be accomplishing by it, and I understand why it'd be an, a wonderful sentiment, but it's not practical. It's not the way things operate. We don't, unfortunately, this business does not have the power that you want to believe that it has. We answer to the people that have the money. That's the way that it goes and where our checks come from. So as much as it seems like a good idea and it sounds nice, I, there's no world where you could be expected to do that. And again, it's also, to me, over the top, considering this isn't someone who got fired in this situation. Um, from Jeff. Jeff said, even if we don't think this is that big of a deal... In the grand scheme of things, does it not prove that this is ineffective leadership from the top and that nothing will ever change? 
The obvious parallel is what happened with Peter Angelos and John Miller, and it's going to make everybody think that that's going to be the way that this will be handled at all times moving forward, that nothing will ever change. And can we just assume that no matter what they do on the baseball field, this franchise will always get in its own way? I can tell you I understand if you feel that way. Is that a definitive answer? No. You can't speak in absolutes. That's crazy. But I can tell you that I understand the missteps. You know, at first, I think we all tried to say we're not going to hold the errors of Peter Angelos's. You know, what what is the saying? Don't uh, the, the sins of the father? Don't judge the son by the sins of the father? Right? Like we all wanted to say. Let's be capable of separating and judging these two people in different ways. They're two different people. They deserve the right, you know, John Angelos deserves the right to prove that he's not. And it's interesting what Stan brought up, that like maybe part of this is his sensitivity towards not being judged by Peter Angelos. That that's the reason why, you know, they don't want certain names being said on the broadcast. Because... They want to try to separate themselves. Hey, that that's a different Orioles. We don't want you to associate this team with the team that failed to sign Manny Machado or failed to. We want it to be a new day, and we're trying to project something. Now, again, that's you can want that versus it, whether it's 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 silly on the flip side to to you can't justify banning names, pretending like it didn't exist understand like I can understand the thought process but I can't justify the thought process the censorship like censorship is whatever you want to call I I, I don't know if censorship whatever it is whatever it is I can understand the thought but I can't justify it right like those are two separate things um but yeah I mean when something like this happens of course the first parallel that everyone was going to bring up yesterday was going to be Peter Angelos and John Miller. Of course, that was going to be the case. And that's why it's so important that they quickly fix this. It's so important that the leadership of this team shows very quickly, like, this is not what's going on here. We we, we, we might have been a bit too aggressive. We might have made, but we're going to get it fixed because that's not going to be who we are. That's why it's so important that it's handled appropriately this week. And and I hope that's the case, right? Like, I hope that everybody gets everything sorted out. Or, as I said a couple of times, if there's something we don't know about that, you know, it's made clear, hey, there's something else that you should know here. Um, but will it every time? I don't know. I, I mean, like, we're, we're, we're piling a lot of things on top of each other. We're piling on the lease. We're piling on the fact that none of the players right. have been signed long-term yet. And... These things don't necessarily walk hand in hand. They don't. That doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I'm telling you there couldn't be leadership problems. But we're just lumping a lot of things together that don't necessarily have to do with each other. And we're kind of saying these are all we this is all the evidence we have. This is all proof that there's, you know, incapable leadership at the top. And X and Y aren't the same thing. Apples aren't oranges. But I get it. This is not okay. 
and they have to sign a lease. The tr- like when we say they needed to sign the lease some time ago, they didn't. They don't need to sign the lease until the lease is up. Like that's the reality of the circumstance. Like I, the, we can keep saying we want the lease signed, but they don't have to do it. Did Westmore give you any more confidence yesterday? Being it, I mean, they all said the exact same yeah. things every time. And look, I, what I will tell you is that's no different privately. The only the only thing that's ever like I, a lot of people got worked up because. Bill Cole, during a, a meeting last week, like I think a stadium authority meeting, said like he was flummoxed or I don't remember what the word was, and it got some play. He said, you know, he was perplexed by why this continues. And that got a little bit of play, but that wasn't even him saying, like, I think there's something afoot here. It was just him saying he's perplexed. And I think a lot of people are perplexed by this. Privately, every conversation that I have had with anyone with any amount of power or influence or anything like that within the city has been the exact same as what's been presented publicly. This is going to get done. We are just working on getting everything involved with the lease. There is nothing that has been stated, even in private conversations to me, that would suggest that there is any. By the way, the other thing, it's it's grotesque. And I'm not trying to call out, like, forgive them, but it's grotesque of people to try to turn this in back into, this is why I think they're going to move the team. Mm. This is nonsense. You're you're taking something and turning it into something else. There is no connection whatsoever. The facts of why the team was not going to move have not changed. The doing the bit where you say, you know, any any bad leader or any error in leadership reminds me of Robert Ursay. You're in a different world today. As I've said from day one, if anything, it's kind of proof of why they're not going to move. They're not going to allow John Angelos to be given the market that they, you're going to be gifted. We've had problem after problem after problem after problem here, and now we're going to give you a brand new market. It does not work that way. Major League Baseball does not say it, you know, you get to have this. They would say, if you want to sell the team to somebody else, they also don't do this when they've already gotten, they got the $600 million. They got that here. Now they need Nashville to try to get $600 million out of someone else. They need Nashville to exist in order to get $600 million out of Tampa in order to get a new stadium. They need Nashville to exist in order to get $600 million out of, well, it's not going to be Oakland, obviously, whoever the next one might be. And I don't even know at this point where the next stadium issue would end up popping up because at this Montreal, point, Montreal, or, or no, 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 no. where current current, current oh, issues. Yeah. They've basically been able to Nash- bleed dry. Washington. <laughs> no, I mean that Washington. They got an ownership problem, but they don't have a stadium problem. Like they they needed Nashville to force the hand of, of Tampa, another city, okay, right, of a city like Tampa. That's why Nashville needs to exist. Once you've ponied up the money. You'd be insane. Imagine walking away from $600 million in free money. Imagine a business that operates well. Somebody was just willing to give us $600 million, but um, yeah, we don't really need that. <laughs> it's insane. I, I understand we're not, we don't handle things well here, but trying to turn one into another, it's, it's just stupid. They're, they're not remotely related. To people it. that want. Uh, Rob Manfred to I guess get it. I'm not sure what they expect. But yeah, Rob I, Manfred I saw that somehow Rob Manfred steps in. That's not something that would be un, unprecedented. I, like I, I, maybe Rob Manfred wants to make a phone call today and just say, "Hey, hey, John, what's going on down there? 
this was not a great look for our sport. Tell me what's happening. Explain it to me. Like he would care. What a not a good look for the sport. Yeah, I mean, look, in fairness, <laughs> as much as we think Rob Manfred is a doofus, everything he's done in the last couple of years, attendance is wildly up because the pitch clock works. Extra inning thing is the best thing that's happened to baseball in forever. Like we all think that Rob Manfred is the biggest Manfred is the biggest doofus of all time. But I said this to Patrick Stevens. We are teetering towards twenty five years from now being like Rob Manfred was the most effective commissioner in modern pro sports. It's insane how the things that he's instituted that he was criticized for have all worked and have all been wildly beneficial to the sport. And attendance is dramatically up this season because exactly what they wanted to have accomplished was accomplished. The games are shorter. There's more baseball involved with them. There's less standing around. There's less downtime. Games don't drag on for 17 innings with a bunch of guys trying to swing for the fences. There's action. It's good. The pitch clock, the fewer disengagements have not dramatically changed the sport. It's still baseball for all intents and purposes. And as we've said, for a lot of us, it's the baseball we fell in love with once upon a time. You like seeing Gunner get a two-pitch walk the other day, yeah. A hundred percent, as silly as it was, like, let's not throw four balls anymore. Let's just put a hand down to have an intentional walk. Like, that one makes all the sense in the world. Has impacted baseball in no way other than to speed the game up. And it doesn't make a dramatic impact, but none of us miss it. None of us miss the exercise of someone lobbing four balls. I hate saying that, but Rob Manfred... (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying it, and I should know better. But God, the things that he's actually doing are working. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, if Rob Manfred wanted to make a phone call and say, "Dude, just just tell me what's going on. Explain this to me because I have people talking to me about it, and it's I can't figure it out. It's weird." Then that would be understandable, right? Like I would understand Rob Manfred's interest in making a phone call, but to 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 step in and do what? I mean, this would be a bridge too far for a commissioner of a professional sport to say we get to make personnel decisions for you. That you can't do that. That's th- then what's next? They get to decide which player goes to which team. Mm-hmm. Then it's the WWE. It's all predetermined. These these teams have to be able to, to operate as individual entities. Yes, in partnership with each other and in partnership with baseball, but you can't be the one that makes those decisions for them. That's unheard of. And I get it. I get why you want there to be someone else. If you're not going to fix it, someone else has to fix it. But you don't actually want that. You don't actually want it to be that the commissioner is the one that steps in and says, we're going to make your decisions for you. That's... That's not okay. So I get the thought process. I get we're 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 just saying anything is we want somebody to fix it. I'm telling you the Orioles have to fix it, and I hope they will. Let's see how this interaction goes right here. See how see this. Carson maybe Carson yeah. be looking up. Oh Carson. Oh Carson. I just saw that it. was the one. <laughs> Carson. He was he was I mean the the guy that. Uh, that walked away. He came back and he said something to Carson pre, like before Carson. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, so I'm not sure what the hell, what that interaction is. I'm interested sure. in that. We'll check it in a minute. Okay. Um, Should we continue to see uh, what, like other broadcasters speaking up? And does that even mean anything? John wants to tell us something about okay. Carson. We go, go ahead. 
Yeah. Was that the guy in the red shirt? Yeah, the orange or red. Yeah. yeah, he runs the whole complex. Oh, ah, I'm sure he <sighs> loves this. Do we need to? Do we need to have a phone call? Do we need to? No, let's see Carson what happens. Definitely did the Messina bit with him. He's, like, definitely did the. Do you know who's? Pitching he's no for the, military guy. He's not the. He's 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 kind of like. He's a little. Um, he's pretty to the point. Okay. All right. Well, he came back by and said there was more yes. words. Uh oh. Well, Carson's still sitting there, so it's yeah, he didn't too kick bad. him out. He didn't say like, right. "How dare you do this on my property" or anything like that. Like, I don't, you won't be here long. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Car- just, I'm I'm a little concerned about Carson's. Carson's starting to get some color out there. Good. <laughs> Look at his shoulders. But what about? Oh, he did say he did say his shoulders were like to burn. What about his chest though? That's the important part. We need to get that answer. His legs are burning. He's gonna. Well. <laughs> God, I guess. Here's the and, other question: Did he my, only my put 30? sunscreen on his chest? Did he just not think he, to put? Uh, well, I I know he definitely I saw, definitely saw him putting on. Like, I understand the beer that. And water on one but half did he of his put body. actual sure. sunscreen on the rest of his body? Should I just call him again? Is this how my bring him thirty-seven in year career okay. <laughs> like, is going to end? Is because he's going to get melanoma? Right? <laughs> like, give the kid. God. This is what we're really doing here. It's like when we do the drinking show. What we're really doing is showing you the dangers of uh, the sun. Yeah, well, yeah, thank you. What we want much. you to do is learn and understand. This is why you need to wear sunscreen. <laughs> thank you, John. That was a great idea. Well done. Well done. Uh, I feel like there was one other one that I wanted to comment on that I had gotten over the course of the last. Uh, from Joe. Uh, Joe says. Uh, Glenn, I'm not defending anything about uh, how things have gone over the course of the last couple of weeks. I think it's embarrassing. Do you feel like this would have been any different if the Orioles would have gotten in front of it and just said, hey, Kevin Brown is going to be off for a couple of weeks, and then he'll be back on this date, and that no one would have bothered asking any questions? No, I don't think so. I mean, that'd be weird, right? Yeah. Unless Kevin Brown had said, like, I've got a wedding to go to or something like that. If you just said this two week wedding, yeah. Like our this bro- our our broadcaster's not gonna be here for a couple of weeks. Everybody's yeah. gonna ask you're gonna ask questions. I don't think there was any way to get in front of this. Like you did what you did. And it was just it's kinda crazy that it took this long for it to come out. And it took, you know, Matt Jurgensen, who's a nice guy, but like not a re- a reporter necessarily. Like, you know, he's, he's, I I like Matt. He's a really he interacts with us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it took him yesterday tweeting something about it for it to come out. The Orioles might very well have thought, like, this is only going to be a couple of weeks. Sometimes broadcasters are off for whatever, you know, a vacation or something like that. And when he comes back, he comes back. All good. Right? Like, they might not have thought that this was going to end up being what it became because they just might have thought that it was never going to come out and nobody was going to talk about it. But, I don't know. That seems naive. This is... We're all interested. And the team's good right now. If the team was bad, maybe it would have been like this. You know, like maybe nobody would have cared because who's watching? But when the team's good and these are these dramatic moments, one of the first, the night of the walk-off home run, Santander's walk-off home run against the Yankees, I saw a lot of tweets about, boy, it would have been nice to have had Kevin Brown here for this call. Mm-hmm. And then people start noticing. So I don't think there was anything that they could do. Like, once this decision was made, this was always going to end up being an issue at some point. At some point, this was always going to be have to be something that we were going to have to deal with. So, no, I don't think there was any way for them to get out in front of it or try to dot, just to say, hey, Kevin's off for a little while. We're going to see him back here on August 11th, August, whatever Yeah, it whatever it would be. Um, you know, no, I don't think that would have made it sudden. Uh, I think a lot of people would have said, Why? And they would have reached out to Kevin, like, 
why aren't you there? And then what's Kevin supposed to do? Be like, uh, just not taking a break. Right. Like, what's, I, I don't think that you would have improved anything in that way. So this is what it is. You just got to deal with it now. All right, you, let's do tidbit and tubular, and then we'll call them in. Okay. All right, go ahead. Let's get tidbit is brought to you today. But Oh, you know, there was, hang on. There was one other sports question last night in uh, trivia, and I only got half of it right. Man, it was a tough night. Thankfully, yeah. I saved it because I got the final. That's what the one we won. about. I still don't know what the answer to that one. Whatever you oh, you know, okay, hang on. So the other <laughs> sports question last night was two parts. One, part one, what team does Leo Messi play for? Okay. Uh, obvious. Uh, Barcelona, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Se- in Miami. Second part, what team did he play for last year? Oh, so PSG? I, we said Barcelona. Oh, we said Bar- cause he, my Because I just goodness. associate Leo Messi with Barcelona. And it's funny because Proctor at one point said, was he with PSG last year? And I was like, no. And or, I, admitted, you just, you just I admittedly <laughs> said, I, I don't I don't know. I don't. I just don't pay attention to club soccer in Europe that way. Like, I don't. Mm, I didn't know. Man, man. And so did we, you you guys won though? You guys ended up winning. Well, the only reason we won okay. is because of the final. Save your ass, man. Gosh. The final. Colson, come here. <laughs> eh, it's he won't get it. Never mind. You won't know this. Well, you can try, but you won't know. You know, take that, John. He says you I can't won, do it. I won I won I won trivia for our team last night because uh, I got the where? final. I got we play at um whatever the play, uh, Coopers. We play at Coopers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Final question last <laughs> uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. In 1997, what person became the first artist to ever have two separate songs posthumously become number one on the Billboard charts? Now, I'm not sure why I couldn't think, but I feel like I have an answer now. Wow. Um, Mm -hmm. Would be, I mean, somehow Michael Jackson? Well, if it was 97. so He was not dead in 1997. He he did not die until 2009. Would be Tupac? It is not Tupac, but you are barking up the right yeah, tree. So Biggie? Biggie. Biggie. Okay. Biggie is the answer. Mm-hmm. Died in 97, and then Life After Death came out, and Hypnotize gotcha. and Mo Money, Mo Problems gotcha. both were smash hit songs. We were not the only people with the, in the bar to get it right. There was the one other team that got it right. But you guys always go all in. For when the I know, oh, I, I knew that had to be okay. the answer immediately, because Tupac only had one big hit. Because it didn't gotcha. have to be somebody that died in 97. It could have, as Proctor pointed out, like, could it be Elvis? Because remember, Elvis randomly yeah, yeah. like had a Every little less then. conversation. Like, but I was like, no, that was two thousand two. All it takes is a movie to come out with your songs in it, right? And, and that can, can that can catapult somebody from fifty years ago. Absolutely, to, yeah. can become number Ask one. Ask Fleetwood Mac about that TikTok video. And oh right, that, oh, yeah, with the guy in the right? the, the, the skate. So, but it's a different world in ninety seven. We didn't have TikTok. No, 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 no. I, I, I totally get it. That couldn't yeah. make a song number one. But at the time. I because they brought up Tupac and I said the only posthumous Tupac song that was a smash hit was Changes, like that was the only one that was a big hit. So no, not Tupac. And that because the first name I said was I immediately said Biggie because I just happened to remember that he died in '97 there and that go. those songs came out. But then when we were working through, let's make sure it's not anybody else. I kept laying like no, no. And every time they'd suggest somebody like. You know, could it have been Frank Sinatra? I'm like, Frank Sinatra was still actually alive in 97. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, the, the, and he didn't have a number one hit after he died. Like, there did not, you know, Nat King Cole, right? Like, they kept throwing out things, and I'm like, no, like, not the case. Biggie. And, of course, the answer was indeed Biggie. Big, big we, Barry Manilow concert coming up. Uh, you're very excited about that, aren't you? You're no, gonna go, not really. I'm not You're going. not going to go throw your underwear on stage at nope, Barry Manilow? Nope, really? Nope. You do that once, and you don't need to do it yeah, again. Yeah, you're good, right? <laughs> like, once you... <laughs> Bye, guys. Once he says, like he hasn't done it every year. 
All right, um, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, Giants did something last night by beating the coming from behind and beating the Angels. Uh, they were trailing, entering the ninth inning. They scored five runs, in, or scored six runs, sorry, and won by five runs. It's the first time that they've done that in a game since 1995 against a team that no longer exists, the Montreal Expos. How about um, that? Just a very, you know, I, I have to do the fantasy baseball bit because Carlos Estevez is on my fantasy baseball team. <sighs> and But the way that this route rally started is yeah. Randall Gurchick just misplayed a fly ball I to left it was field. Grichik. Oh, whatever it is. Who cares? He can't play left field. Why do you say things like that? Who like, it, Matt, we do, it, well, we do a show. We he, should try to get it right. He's bad left field. It's, he doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly. Yeah, and and he misplayed a ball, and then it rolled all the way to the fence, and that's how the rally started. And all of these runs got charged to Estevez. None of them were, were – all of them were earned when I okay. thought they should have, it should have been on fielding. Okay. Whatever. Uh, the Red Sox, they won last night on a walk-off grand slam from – the Red Sox won on a walk-off grand slam. I didn't realize Pablo they Reyes. Oh, okay. Yes, Pablo Reyes. He had three hits, scored three runs, had multiple extra base hits. Every person I know that's a Red Sox fan, every time I see like I tweet, I see a tweet from them, it's this franchise is so embarrassing. We've it's, reached new new lows. It's the depths of things. And then I see something a, like they had the best record in baseball from like you know, for July or something right, like that. Yeah, and like exactly. all the only tweets I ever see from anyone is a Red Sox fan. Because their lows have been so like they've had like what like. All, They've had multiple moments on the but base But they refuse pads. to die. Like, right. they refuse to just go away. They've had multiple, like, uh, yeah. Little League home runs when they're on defense, like, just by, the, yeah. Uh, he, he stole a base and hit a walk-off grand slam. This is the first time that one player has done this in a game ever. Oh, how about that? Three hits, right. three runs, I mean, multiple extra okay. base hits. It's, so, it's kind of circumstantial. Right. It's not, like, it's not <laughs> like hitting five home runs in a game. Gavin like. Williams, pitcher for the Guardians, also did something that's never been done before. He became the first rookie in the modern era to have a scoreless outing. That's actually only five games back of a playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, they won't die. It's the AL East. It's, they're, they're good. Well, I mean, the Yankees are pretty They're a good team. Well, and the Yankees are five and a half games bad. Right. Like, like they just won't right die. Behind. It's crazy. Um, Gavin Williams won seven innings. He didn't allow a run, had 12 strikeouts, and he only allowed one hit. It didn't, he did not get the win as the Guardians lost to uh, the Blue Jays. That's rough. Yeah, it's the first time that that's ever happened, that a rookie has gone. Okay. Uh, a scoreless outing, 12 strikeouts, okay. one hit, and did not I mean, get the win. So. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts hit a grand slam yesterday for the Dodgers. The Dodgers routed the Padres. Uh, he, he was his fifth career grand slam out of the leadoff spots. It ties him with one, two, five other guys for the most grand slams out of the leadoff spot um, ever. But surprisingly, all these guys are like very modern guys have all played when you say very modern like since like 2000 I guess like five, six. Oh, so this is yeah. like not even Ricky Anderson or Brady Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not them. Uh, okay. There is an Oriole. There is an Oriole. Yeah. Most leadoff grand slam. Brian Roberts. Brian Roberts has I, five not grand slams. That. Tied with Mookie Betts. That's weird. Four other guys have five grand slams out of the leadoff spot. Jacoby Ellsbury. Not Jacoby Ellsbury. Um. How about um. Oh, how about three of them? Tatis. Are, uh, not Fernando Tatis. Three of them are active. One of them is recently retired. Three of them are active. One of them are recently retired. How about, how about George Springer? George Springer is okay. on the list. Five career grand slams out of the leadoff hole for George Springer. Active. 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 
man, I'm struggling with active. Acuna? He's not a leadoff hitter. Yeah, not no, Ronald Acuna. He's not a leadoff he's, well, he's, I know he's, he's done He's off, yeah. D. Gordon's not still active, is he? Uh, No, not D. Gordon. He doesn't hit home runs. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Oh, Altuve. Jose Altuve. Yeah, yes. Altuve. We'll see him tonight. Jose Altuve, five career grand slams for the leadoff guy. And another active player? Another active. The other guy, he last played in 2019. 2019. But it was, you know, it was barely. But barely played in 2019. Yeah. So, oh, um, uh, uh, Curtis Granderson. He comes up all the time in these. Yeah. I, I, and I never remember him. Whenever we have a leadoff question, <laughs> I swear to God. Curtis Granderson. It's always he, Curtis Granderson. He, he, you know who he played for in 2019? No. <laughs> the Miami Marlins. Oh, I do vaguely remember yeah. him as a Marlin. Yeah. I hardly remember vaguely. that. Another active player. Yeah, 300 at bats. Wow, 2019. Jeez, I don't know that I'm going to come up with who the other active player is. Another He's active player. on one of the teams that we already mentioned. It's on one of the teams that we already mentioned. Not currently, mentioned. but was. Jesus Christ. Yes, None sorry. of this is helpful. Yeah. He's. He's. What? Uh, he's a current player. Just, we'll stick with that. He's an active player. Uh, infielder. An infielder. Right, I was going to guess Kiermeyer, so it's not Kiermeyer. Is it an? Is it a? Is it a Ray? Uh, it's not a Ray. Is it a Brave? Not a Brave. It's a former Blue Jay. That's why. It's a former Blue Jay mm-hmm. who is an infielder. Oh, Simeon. Yep, Marcus Simeon, Simeon. now of the Rangers, has five career grand slams out of the leadoff spot. Sure. So. That was an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was quite the adventure. All right, you want to call him in while I do tubular? Yeah, sure. Just just kind of, can you get it, get his attention? No, he's, he's not looking. No, he's not. All right, then call him. Oh, it right. looks like he's listening on the, to the show oh, on his he? phone. Then maybe he might hear us, Something. but I think there's a bit of a delay, so, yeah. yeah. All right, we need him in. All right, uh, tubular is brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox. Like, a week left for you to get this one. Final days for this print issue of Pressbox with Tony Siragusa on the cover and a wonderful story from Dave Ginsburg before it'll be gone forever. Uh, and then we'll have a new print issue of Pressbox out or football preview. I'm looking at his chest right now. I see nothing. I think uh, this is a not a thing. <laughs> this is this is a failure. Don't be so down. This is a nothing. <laughs> I kind of want to. Why would he take? Why would he put his shirt on? I mean, it, would you call him back and tell hey, him not to? Hey, <laughs> hey, stop! You hit bang the glass or something. <laughs> what are you doing? Putting your shirt on? We need to see your chest. Don't put your don't put your shirt on. Don't leave the shirt off. Yeah, we need to see it. We need you to thank you. Putting his shirt on when we're gonna. The first thing we're gonna do is inspect his chest when he comes back in. (laughs) What the hell's going on there? All right. Uh, Yeah, print issue of Pressbox still available for a few days at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. And then in about a week, we'll have a uh, kind of football preview issue of Pressbox, which will be hitting newsstands. All right, here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise this evening. As we mentioned, Orioles and Astros start a series on Masson and nationally on TBS with Brian Anderson and Jeff Francoeur on the call, 7 o'clock. Framber Valdez and Grayson Rodriguez, the pitching matchup for that one. Um, As far as sports are concerned, not a whole lot else. Uh, NBA TV for Connecticut Sun, Seattle Storm at 3, Minnesota Lynx, Chicago Sky at 8. Little League World Series on ESPN. Little League Softball World Series on ESPN2. The other baseball, Nats, Phillies, 630 on Masson. Oh, I guess it's doubleheader now because of the rain out yesterday on Masson 2. And then MLB Network, Dodgers, Diamondbacks at 930. 
CBS Sports Network, Vegas Aces, Dallas Wings at 8. Washington Mystics, Phoenix Mercury at 10. That's also on NBC Sports Washington. The Tennis Channel for the events up in uh, Toronto and Montreal. Bummer for Francis Tiafo yeah. as he lost to Milos Raonic, who once upon a time was a thing. But And I know he's playing in his home event, and it's a whole thing. But, man, that was a, that was a disappointing result for a guy that you were hoping was going to pick up a little bit of steam going into the U.S. Open. Still time. He'll play Cincinnati for sure. Uh, USA Network tonight for WWE NXT at 8 o'clock. Uh, Non-sports-wise, everything that we talked about yesterday, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's uh, Hard Knocks, of course, with the New, New York, York Jets. Jets at 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, Prime Video has this uh, documentary sort of series thing called Destination NBA, a G League Odyssey. Yeah, G League Odyssey. And it's going to okay. kind of talk about... Uh, look inside the G League. Scoot Henderson's season last year. Okay. Um, so it looks like it could be interesting. Uh, Only Murders, season three, that's out now. So that's the big highlight. Johnny Football Untold series uh, on Netflix. I will watch that for yes. sure. I and, will definitely watch the Johnny Football. And uh, it's the season one By the finale. way, is Only Murders the whole season? or is uh, it The first just... two episodes, okay. they'll go week by okay. week. Yeah, first two episodes right. today. I might wait a little while then. Let it build up a little yeah, bit. I don't know. I haven't yeah. decided yet. Season one finale of Hot Wheels Ultimate Challenge. Oh, can't miss on that. On NBC. I have a weird relationship with Only Murders. We're like it's, I don't think it's a brilliant show. I mostly just think it's kind of pleasant. Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel it's like, like it's gonna be the type of show that I watch when like I don't have anything else to do. I'd be like, ah, I could put on Only Murders right now. That'll be fine. Um, but I, I'm not. It's not hardcore for me. All right. Um, yeah. Make sure that we get the, the the chest is very important here. I see nothing. This has no impact whatsoever. I don't see anything either at all. I. I it looks the exact. Am I missing any? It looks it's, the exact uh, same. Wait, wait. So what side? Take did a you... pic. Take a picture of. <laughs> or, yeah. It, oh, I, it looks a little darker beer, to. Uh, oh. Sunscreen and beer. Sunscreen. To his point. I don't the, know. I don't know. The right side looks a if little. If it looks any different, I actually think it looks better on this side. Same. I thought that too. <laughs> I see nothing going on there. Nothing at all. The the beer made no difference to me whatsoever <laughs> in. And was the idea that like it was supposed to be significantly different, or like it was supposed to help you get like a? I mean, this is your idea. Oh, oh. So I don't know. Well, you watched the. Vi- I sent you the whole thing. <laughs> but I mean, it just you said it was going to make you more tan. Oh, we got a we got a microphone. We got a cord issue going on. I don't know what that's all. You just said it was going to make you. Yeah, we got to turn the mic that microphone on. Yeah. Are you would like tan better. Well, <laughs> lying well, liars. Uh, the guy comes back though. The the guy in the orange shirt. I yeah. Walks by. He goes, and he told me, he said, I'll, I, he said, I don't know who, pitch, who's pitching that, but I'll look it up for you. He comes back and goes, I looked it up. It's Grayson. Hey, there you <laughs> go. That's actually very, very thoughtful of him. He apparently runs this whole thing. Oh. We learned that. He's, we were a little bit afraid that he was going to give you the boot. We were a little worried. <laughs> he was nice. No, he was cool. That's great. I love to hear that. And once we saw him kicking you out, we were going to just roll and these down. And any other just, notable uh, interactions from the day? Um. Not re- I mean, you, you heard about all of my icons. Yeah. Much about all all right, of them. They were great. No, they're very nice people, though, here. Well, you're, a, you're an attractive young man. I think that this was <laughs> pleasant for everybody. They were like, sure. you know, this we can live with this. Sure, we can live sure. with a, a good-looking fella getting a tan out sure. in the middle of the... <laughs> sure. Maybe a boosted... Now, Glenn went out there. Yeah, it might be a little <laughs> bit different. Also, we never saw the uh, attractive female that was walking around earlier. She never came back by. I think I scared her off. Oh, she was too. You know, sometimes people get intimidated trying to. Come that's talk a great to point. Me. How do you <laughs> how do you begin the she conversation? She probably she probably had to come back in there, but she took the long way around. God, she in hindsight, I really wish you would have you would have said come here often. God, I'm really mad at myself for not doing that. I really wish you would have. You guys hang out here often, or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so we've accomplished nothing today. Well, this one's a fa- and is this your final week with us? I go back to school on Saturday. This is it. Was this the last? This is it, guys. 
This is, is this there is anything our... that we didn't do as far as life hacks are concerned that like would be worth you coming back in on Thursday to try? We hacked every possible thing, I think. Yeah. I think I've totally changed everyone's lives. <laughs> I want you to. All right. I, want, I, think, I've, I think I've changed lives. I want lives. you to look. I want you to scour the internet and see if there's one more hack that's worth trying. Okay. And if there is, we'll have you come back in on Thursday. Okay. All right? With Thursday. Okay. Okay. Okay? Yes. All right? I want you to see if there's anything else since this is the final. Okay. I will. I'll find something. All right. Thank you, Carson. (laughs) It's no problem. I appreciate your efforts today. Can I put the the tarp back on now? Yes. You can put put your shirt back on. I left my tarp in there. I left the tarp in there. We're not going to force you to... I'll like, be right walk back. around shirtless, shirtless for the rest of the day. Actually, you know, I mean, if we're about to be done, then I'll just yeah, we can just we can. Never mind. All right, thanks today to uh, Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja. Thanks also to um, Todd Callis as well as Stan the fan. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tabaclenclarkradio.com. Anything tomorrow? Stuff and things. Oh, Drew will no. be here. I believe. Oh yeah. no. Okay. Okay. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Visit Baltimore, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Glory Days Grill, Dorchester County, the Bowie Bay Sox, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports, Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Washington County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Tuesday evening. Go Birds! I didn't thank Carson, did I? Didn't. That's okay. That's thank fine. you to Carson. Carson Ware. I just got a I. tan, man. I, yeah, I thanks to Carson. You didn't really do much for me. That's a, like, yeah, I didn't really do much for you. If you're not in here on Thursday, come in on Thursday. Just I'll be here on. Thursday. Right, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm off that day. All right, very fine. good. Very yeah. good. All right. Go, Birds. Duke sucks.